0: What's up bench warmers? Welcome back to episode 76 of the Far End of the Bench podcast with Jimmy Palato and Nico Bryant. Jam-packed episode. Obviously, we got to talk about the Bengals still rolling on through the playoffs, but Nico's team the Broncos made a little bit of news as well, hiring a new head coach. So we got that coming in the center of attention, a breakdown of the full championship Sunday slate. Uh, we'll talk way more about nhl and nba because we haven't been given that the attention it deserves and we have some even baseball discussion coming up later on at the end of the episode so all bases no pun intended there are covered in this episode hopefully you guys enjoy be sure to follow us on your favorite podcasting platform new episodes come out every single wednesday follow us on social media at feotb pod subscribe to our youtube channel Excuse me, ring the notification bell and be sure to continue on. We love the Benchwarmers. We love bringing you guys content every single week. We hope you guys enjoy it as much as we enjoy putting it out. Um, And we're having a blast so far through 2022. We can't wait to see what else is in store. And I would like to just point out, first announced, first reported by Adam Schefter via ESPN.com, Nico Bryant. Will be retired. Whoa whoa,
1: whoa, 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 Easy, man. I me mean, can't come, bro. Let me, let me, let me enjoy my family. Respect, respect to the family, man. I apologize respect about the, family, the, the inaccuracy. Respect the family.
0: Beautiful, beautiful, girls tell me
1: Trucks break down, dogs run off. Politicians fired by the one. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Far end of the Bench. This is my center of attention this week. Yes, I know Jimmy is on one this week. I know his team is all that. that They are what they are. He's having a time of his life in football. But my team made some football news this, this week. And probably one of the biggest coaching hires this team has had in a very, very long time, and that was the hiring of Nathaniel Hackett, a guy that is a complete 180 from what uh, the other coach that will not be named uh, was beforehand and what and what this franchise is about. Yes, the rumors of Aaron Rodgers are going to continue to swirl, but f- to me, A-Rod or no A-Rod, this man is going to be a different type of energy, different type of mantra to this football team that the team hasn't had since number 18 was on the field. It's going to be a completely different night and day, and I'm excited to see what he's, he's, he's ready for because the last thing we needed was another defensive minded coach that was just going to sit on his ass and say, Well, the offense needs to do better and not do shit about it. Now we got a coach that's going to come in, have some fun, have, be a player's coach. Every single guy that was a former player of his or whatever has has nothing but high praise for him for Pete's sake he may he took Blake Bortles to the fucking or NFC championship for Pete's sake and he's also gone Aaron Rodgers and the and and helped Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers to two straight um number one seeds in the in the NFC so I'm really excited for Nathaniel Hackett like I said there's a lot more work to be do or work to work to happen but that's probably the end of your all the Broncos talk here this week. So, without further ado, let's get in the rest of this episode. This episode of The
0: Far of the Bench with Jimmy Plotto and Nico Bryant is presented by
1: Who day? Who day? Who
0: day say going to beat them Bengals? Who day? Who day? Who day say going to beat them Bengals? Nobody. Okay. I've been I've been saving that one for a while. I I've been waiting for this moment in time your whole life. For longer whole than whole I care life. to admit. Yeah. <clears throat> they Cincinnati Bengals are AFC champions yes, it feels true. weird to say yeah. it feels really weird to say I didn't think that this would be something when I started talking on the radio in college I was like I'm never I might as well it get was, used it was, to it, it I'm never a, gonna talk about a Bengal Super Bowl it was a
1: stretch to say you're you're AFC North champions that's at one point it was a stretch to think you're gonna get to that point with everyone that was in your division yes
0: and I you know it was at one point where uh we were losing every single year on the Saturday wild card game, and then the what really sealed it for me what really sealed it as it can never happen was the perfect play and yesterday the entire entirety of the game going down by twenty one going down by eighteen twenty one to three getting it back to the point where we were able to, we might as well just go ahead and, and we're going to be recapping the, the championship game. So we'll start with the AFC championship game. The Bengals get the win in overtime, 27-24. Uh, wild to the very end. Joe Burrow has now saved us from another week of Brittany, Mahone, Brittany, Brittany you, Lynn, not Brittany God Mahomes yet, bless you. And, uh, and and Jackson, Jackson Mahomes. Fraud. So th- we were saved from another weekend of that. But uh, yeah, we, we have differing opinions on this. I think that... I, we were talking a little bit yesterday after the game, and I said that it's still very impressive that the Kansas City Chiefs have been the team that every team that's won the Super Bowl for the past five years has had to beat on the playoffs, and not losing before the championship round of the playoffs. I feel like that is an impressive feat that doesn't get enough credit, and it's not going to get enough credit because people are only going to look at how many championships they've won. You look at it, obviously, since it's the Chiefs, you're going to look at it in a different light, but... I can see where you're coming from as well. I'm not saying that you don't have a valid point, but go ahead and. Are arguably your point.
1: the best wide receiver quarterback trio duo in NFL history, and I don't think that there's any question they're in the conversation. And if you only get one ring, then it is complete failure. Let's keep it a buck. It is a complete fa- failure, and, and and I'm obviously we're in year whatever this is at some point. At some point, you're gonna those players aren't going to be there anymore. Your your championship window is going to close. Peyton, Patrick Mahomes is going to be that good of a quarterback for that long. There's no doubt about that. But at some point, people go get theirs, and new coaching staff will come in, and new players will come in. It will be a completely different change, and things will be different. Yeah. And, this, is and gonna
0: be, this is also the first offseason where Mahomes' new $500 million contract kicks in.
1: It is. It, and, look, the salary cap for the NFL, it's, it's it's a mighty one. But it ain't no MLB. MLB it's, no salary cap. Like, yeah. it's... It's a it's completely different story, and things get completely weird. Like I told you, no one calls the Bills who went to four straight Super Bowls dominant. They no didn't one win does, one. No one does,
0: but they should. No they, one does, but they should because the fact, the whole point of it being impressive and the whole point of winning multiple championships within a, a short time span, the reason why it's impressive, is because in the salary cap area, you can't keep teams around. Like the Bucks this season were the only team that we've really seen go from winning one Super Bowl one year and then having pretty much the exact same roster and going forward again. That just doesn't happen. So that's why I think it's impressive. And the Bills being in the AFC championship and winning four AFC championships in a row is very impressive, even though they were never able to get to the Super Bowl championship. Now, if they won a Super Bowl out of they won one Super Bowl out of those four trips, we're talking about that Bills team as a great dynasty of all time, I think.
1: I think I the, the, the way I see it, if this Chiefs team was it was a team in the 90s, then then they are the most dominant t- football team in NFL history. But be, but the Brady factor, the 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 New England Patriots factor. The Colts factor, what what the other teams that have done the last 10, 15 years, and their pure dominance, and basically running the league, whether it be the Steelers, and 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 basically not having a losing record in thirty years, like the list goes on and on. It's, and the Chiefs right now, they it's too much. It's too much outside noise. Whether it be their whether it be their uh, their news stations thinking that they were the underdogs all year and that no one thought they'd be here oh no the chiefs no one thought the chiefs would we be, weren't in the supposed to be here, here
0: anyways they were the, the like they were the betting favorite all season exactly no,
1: no one thought the chiefs would be here though right no one did and then the factor in that you know you have you have a brother who's trying to chase clout off of his incredible quarterback quarterback brother mm. and then a wife who just won't shut her mouth and just does whatever she wants
0: Giselle on it, steroids yeah
1: there was only two states in this entire country that wanted or that wanted the chiefs to win and it was Kansas City Missouri and Kansas the state of Kansas everyone else wanted the bengals and because no one wanted to see this motherfucker dance for another week and no one wanted to see the, the, the joke that is Tyree Kill and all the domestic abuse he had and, and everything else along with that team. No one wanted to see any of that. It was time for a different face. And, the, and right now, the Chiefs' downfall right now is going to be the outside noise. Because you have been to three or four straight AFC championships. You have been to – you were in two straight Super Bowls. And – only winning one out of four straight AFC championships—that to me is not dominant. And you, in, in look, Bengals. It's a great story. It's a great story. But no one in their right mind would have ever picked the Bengals to get the, to beat you in the playoffs in the first, second round. Let alone the AFC Championship. And, you're, and you lose at home and you blow an 18-point lead in the playoffs on your home turf that you say is so strong in the home of the choose. Yeah, no, no, thank you. Your team is st- slowly turning to the rail, and at some point, you're going to start losing everybody, whether it be Andy Ritter retiring, Travis Kelsey getting paid somewhere else, Tyree kill, doing whatever the hell he wants. this team, like there's a reason why the team didn't win last year it's because how much they lost from the year before. Imagine how much they're going to lose again. Chris Jones, free agent. Tyron Matthew, free agent. All these great pieces that were on your mediocre defense are now gone.
0: Well, they're also the reason that I've seen them lose the last two big games that they've been in, and that was the Super Bowl last year to the Bucs and the game against the Bengals this past weekend. They're arrogant. Like, they're cocky as shit. And the reason, let's speak about the game specifically. 110% 110% the reason the Bengals were able to come back and make that a game in the second half was the stop that they had at the end of the first half mm-hmm. where the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes were like, oh, fuck you. We don't have to take a shot to the end zone with no timeouts. I'll throw a screen pass and we'll get in. No, that ain't. that's not happening. That totally flipped the game. And the Chiefs just were arrogant the entire time. Tony Romo is a f- prick You're saying, oh... Joe Burrow with nine minutes left. This is his last drive that he's going to, last chance that he has at winning this thing. If he doesn't score a touchdown, Mahomes is going to come back down the field and win the game. Fuck you, dude. That ain't happening. Like, I get that everybody thought that it was, it was over and done with, but we had seen this movie play out before. We have seen the Bengals totally flip in the second half on the Chiefs and do the exact same defensive scheme that shut them down yesterday. Tyreek Hill, zero catches in the second half yesterday. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes tried to force him the ball on the interception in overtime, and that's how the Bengals were able to get the ball back and get the win, ultimately. This Chiefs team doesn't take what... If they would just take what the other team is, is giving up because you have to give up something when you're playing against a team with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, uh, Nicole Hartman, Pringle, all those guys, you have to give something up,
1: but when they're not going to take advantage, what do you have to give up? You're going to win all the time. The best the best way I can I can... I could compare two teams. Is this Chiefs team to me right now is the, is the 2008 Boston Celtics, where had they had all this hat, they had three Hall of Famers on their team, and and they won one ring. They got back to the they got back to the Eastern Conference Finals three straight years, but ran into a guy by the name of LeBron James, and ran into other people. I'm not saying Joe Burrows LeBron, but it is Ohio, and it is a little bit so the the comparisons are there. I mean, he is he, so he, he hasn't lost. In a so Ohio the game. comparisons are there, but. All I'm saying is the Chiefs are right, right now. If you only win one with this generational type quarterback, generational type tight end, and receiver that is just un- with most unreal speed in football, then it is the biggest disappointment for a team in NFL history.
0: Yeah, uh, I was very, very surprised by the rope a dope that we saw the Cincinnati Bengals and, and let's, do on the Kansas and one more City thing, Chiefs.
1: let's keep it a buck. Their one Super Bowl was against Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: Very true. The team, that I, I mean, I, the I team mean, that I was rooting for to win the I NFC mean. championship, so because it was the easier matchup in the Super Bowl. No, I get you. It, it it is. There's the argument to be made that if they don't get another championship out of this, they're the Packers. That's mm-hmm. that's what they are. And you know, for the lack. I mean, the Chiefs fans that have become Chiefs fans in the past, in the Patrick Mahomes era, forget that during the 90s and the early 2000s, and even into the 2010s with Alex Smith, the Chiefs were known as the team that either was going to get the shit kicked out of them because there were a few years where they were really bad, they were going to be the AFC West champion and get beat by John Elway in the wild card or divisional round of the playoffs because that's just what happened. They had zero leg to stand on throughout that entire history. This past five years, yeah, you have. The best quarterback and playing arguably the best offensive football that we've ever seen. You don't have that much of a leg to stand on. You're you're hell. You're very very cocky. The fact that you exploded when you win the coin toss in overtime, and you think oh it's over we're uh, walk off touchdown let's go. Like you guys have no right to be that that goddamn cocky.
1: No, there's, like I said, zero there's right. levels
0: to this game. If it was the New England Patriots fan base, they if, have a leg to stand if on. If it's
1: Tom Brady, you have a leg to stand on. You've won one ring in, in five years, and you think that you're all that still? I come like I look obviously we have two we are fans of two franchises one that has, has only won one Super Bowl or three Super Bowls in my lifetime and two of them I, I don't remember watching and your team just made the Super Bowl for the first time of your life so obviously we have nowhere to stand on this but at the same time we're realists and, and the, I'm not
0: being very cocky
1: about no. the Bengals being in the Super
0: Bowl you're not like you the Broncos have history that you can be cocky about but you're not overly cocky about where they are right now gee I've been going over social media and my tiktok for you page is transformed and just pretty much Bengals tiktok and i love it but then there's every now and then it's from the opposing team that
1: we're playing my tiktok's turned to anti-jackson home so at least
0: that works (laughs) i think i blocked him a while ago i couldn't even stand it uh, for him randomly popping up but seeing the amount of shit that's just being talked from these kansas city chiefs fans and like you said one championship you lost to Tom Brady like you got if it wasn't
1: for Tom Brady going to the NFC let's keep it a buck you probably wouldn't have wouldn't have been to the two, Super Bowl or you may not have been to the AFC Championship
0: it's just so ridiculous what we were what we saw um, but i do want to talk about did did you see did you have the same feeling that i did where it seemed like Cincinnati was kind of lulling like the rope where Cincinnati in the first half, okay, score your points. I'm blitzing you. I know that's going to put me at a disadvantage. Score your points. I don't think that they wanted to get down 18. That wasn't in no, the, game plan. the game plan. At all. But they're like, get it all out now, and then in the second half we can tighten ourselves up and we know that we're going to give up no points. It seemed that way to me. Like they are throwing body blows in the first round, first half, first round. And then in the second half you started to see it open up a little bit more. And down the stretch when Joe Mixon started to really – get things going that's when you really saw the body blow take effect. the difference
1: in the game was when when you're up by 18 points whether it be the first quarter second quarter third fourth whatever it should be there's zero reason why you should not be establishing the run and they just completely they ran the
0: shit out of the ball with Jarek mckinnon in that first half they I did a lot you. but that yeah.
1: second half they just completely went away so from it i get it. what you're saying and, and and when you when you got look Clyde edwards hilaire is probably the RB one. Jared McKinnon is a good runner, but he's more of a specialty back. He was on, he on just one yesterday. wheels yesterday.
0: He was on. He ran the fuck over Logan Wilson. It was just, painful to watch.
1: I just like this Chiefs team just decided, well, Patrick's gonna win the game for us, and just said, we we'll, we'll take it overtime. We'll take the points where we can. Anyway, you winning a coin toss. How 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 you know the overtime rules are so bad? People are cheering or grimacing over a coin toss. That's all you need to know about the overtime rules. Enough said. I grimaced. I'm not gonna and, lie. And and. What, what, they just got complacent. They said, well, we're the Chiefs. That's exactly what happened. We have Patch Halls, we have Chow Scales, we have, we have whatever. We have all this going on for us, and the Bengals are the fucking Bengals. And that's, that's, that's literally what they said. We're not going to lose these guys. We're at home. We, we we won the coin toss, right? It's over. And they had this attitude that they completely went away from the game plan. They said, we're just going to take bombs and, and just do stupid things that, that was completely out of the realm of what you were doing the first half. Like like don't get me like don't get me wrong the 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 tackle at the end of the first half I after that happened and the Chiefs not getting a single point out of that mm-hmm. I knew right away the Chiefs are in trouble and I couldn't have been happier.
0: I did not expect them to completely shut the Kansas City Chiefs out in the second half the way that they did. The Bengals in this season, by the way, have not given up a second half touchdown to the Kansas City Chiefs. They've only given up two field goals in the fourth quarter of both games. And that's it. So I was not expecting that. This coaching staff for the Cincinnati Bengals, they finally started to get a little bit of the recognition that they deserve. Kevin O'Connell, the offensive coordinator, interviewed for a couple head coaching positions. Lou is now a a respected defensive coordinator. And that defensive line for the Cincinnati Bengals – did what they needed to do. The thing about the Bengals, and I said this in the live reaction, which you guys have been able to listen to now on our podcast feed or watch the, the YouTube video, which includes some of my uh, live reactions during the game, is that this Bengals team might not be the most talented. They're definitely not as talented as the Los Angeles Rams. And we'll talk plenty. We'll talk more about that next week, more than, more than likely, when we're previewing the Super Bowl. But everybody on this Bengals team is playing as good a football, as they've ever played in their life, and they may never reach this level again collectively as a group. But right now, it is working so well, and they're such a well-oiled machine. Everything has come together to a beautiful point. And I've never had this before. This is a, a feeling like I've never p- cared this much about – I've always liked playoff football, but I've never had a team or a Bengals team that has given me a, a reason to root into February for it. and Now I have that, and it, it was overwhelming. And I didn't what? have I didn't have words to – to describe it at first i had to take the time before uh i did that live reaction because i just couldn't help it
1: and when it comes to and when it comes to what joe burrow has done i i i tweeted this out and i don't you probably don't agree with this me with agree with this yet for me with with me but i think joe burrow is the greatest Cincinnati Bengal of all time because i think what this man is doing and what this man has done in three years Let's forget the man transferred from Ohio State wasn't getting play time. He goes to LSU, wins a Heisman Trophy, wins a national championship, gets drafted number one overall, tears his ACL, and now takes one of the one one of the uh, what's the right word for it? Down most losingest yeah, franchises, downtrodden franchises in NFL history mm-hmm. to the Super Bowl. <laughs> what? The what?
0: franchise that shouldn't exist. Let's let's keep it uh, let's keep it real. And be honest about this. The reason the Cincinnati Bengals exist is because Paul Brown was a spiteful spiteful human being. And when Art Modell kicked him out of the ownership group for the Cleveland Browns, he said, screw you, I'm going into the same state. I'm making my team look just like yours. And then that's how the Bengals came to be. They're the accident child of the NFL. That's 110% the truth.
1: And what this man has done, like I said, look, Joe Burrow deserves all all the praise of what he, what he's done. Like, like I said, and I'm, I'm going to go back to two things that you have said in the last two years that you, that you were strong on very, very strong minded on that. If you were right and your team did this, you would not be where you're at. Do you remember what those two are?
0: I know one of them you're going to say is drafting an offensive lineman. And that was my initial thoughts. I did come full circle at, Uh at by the time the draft did come around uh, and I said, fire Zach Taylor.
1: Nope. The other one was, you want chase Young. You wanted to oh, yeah, chase no, Young. No, I did. You at at one chase point, Young. I did want chase Young you because and, and, I,
0: I believed the Stephen A. Smith and the Max Kellermans of the world, which uh, should have been a yeah, reason sure. enough that I, I should not have been listening to them, but saying that it was just one season of college football and how it's never happened (laughs) before. Let's be honest, because we can say this as a fact now, too. Joe Burrow is the first Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall draft pick to go to the Super Bowl in his first two seasons.
1: He has the first—he's the opportunity to be the first ever to win the Heisman National Championship and Super Bowl trophy. He's
0: already the first one to just get to the Super Bowl, being in that situation. So he has, like, the last three years of his life— the dude has just won.
1: Done whatever. He's a winner. He's just a winner.
0: Other than tearing his ACL and not playing for seven weeks of the season when they weren't going to win. like The Bengals were starting to play well at that point of the season, but they weren't going to win a ton more games than they would have. They probably would have won themselves out of getting a guy like Jamar Chase, who we've seen. I think also we should give Joe Burrow credit and the Bengals credit, too, because... The Kansas City Chiefs came into that game yesterday and remembered that 11 catches for 266 and two touchdowns that Jamar dropped on them in week 17. They're like, Jamar Chase is not going to do anything against us. Whether he catches the ball or not, he's not going farther. They had five guys covering Jamar Chase on a, any given play. And uzama going down thankfully everything right now looks like uzama is initially just going to be a mcl sprain so he should oh, be he able to get be. back oh, by I the super bowl that. it's just a sprain at least that's what the initial ports were uh earlier this afternoon when zach taylor had his press conference they didn't force the ball to jamar chase like patrick Mahomes forced it to tyree kill he went to t higgins he went to tyler boyd he got the running backs involved in the passing game. Joe Mixon had a big reception. Samaja Pirine. Samaja Pirine. Bernard's said in hard. Tampa. We yeah, don't, Perrine, don't talk about yeah. him no anymore. Uh, Samajah Pirine had the screen pass that he took. And Samajah Pirine made up for all of the shit that I gave him after that Titans game. Because, man, I was hot. When he caused that interception, I was hot. I was hot during points of yesterday's game, too. Joe, Bur-
1: That interception, Joe Burrow threw in the fourth quarter. I was ready to lose my mind. And oh man, I, it, like I said, there's there there's not a man out there that is on is not harder right now than Joe Burrow and what he's able to do, and what and look the franchise, like I said, this like look everyone what what everyone thought, um. um Baker was last year, and what everyone thought Lamar was two years ago is what Jerbo, Joe Burrow is. It's what everyone thought all them were, how they were the big dogs, how they were ready to go. And you can't say this is a Mickey Mouse run. He's what and, every team was wanted and, a, a number 1 overall you, quarterback to be. Exactly. He, and he, everyone like this he has not had an easy route to the Super Bowl. And and one of the things that the Bengals and that the NFL does better than every other single sport in the entire world is that the Cincinnati Bengals are in the Super Bowl. And people are excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people are excited. People want to see Joe Burrow play in a football game, and want to see Jamar Chase, and want to see Joe to go to town and Joe Burr and, and just Joe I can't burp. I can't roll my tongues or roll my Rs. Joe Burr Joe, but like Fleiss, they, Joe they, they, Shiesty. They want to have see all that, and it's it's the great Josiah, for the game.
0: Yeah, the Josiah Joseph Lee. <laughs> what? I can I can keep going, but I I won't no. Um, and this think about the last. Six games that we've been attributed to from this NFL season, and just the the tension, the drama. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Fans came back into the stadium, and we're getting some of the the greatest games that we've seen for quite some time. And the NFC Championship was just as good. Is there anything, before we go to the Rams and 49ers, is there anything else you wanted to touch on? Any more jabs you wanted to throw at Chiefs' kingdom, or do you think they embarrassed themselves enough?
1: They embarrassed themselves enough. The only thing I'll say is, please, please, we'll talk about this game a lot next week, please, for fuck's sake, protect eight. Please, please, let's protect Joe Burrow with eight people. Oh, okay, like, like, protect, max protect, max yeah. protect. It's like, send, send ten bodies at Donald. Send ten bodies of Vaughn because because I don't want to see Joe Burrow injured. Yeah. I really don't. I was, I just worry for him against that defensive line. And, and look, the it, Chiefs defensive line is okay, valid. but like, but like this old line, you better strap up, get your shit ready to go because if you don't do anything, this game is gonna be over before it starts. It's <laughs>
0: valid, and I'll give you this point. The Bengals offensive line, while they aren't playing any better than they were against the Tennessee Titans, the difference between the game where you gave up nine sacks oh. and you go against the Chiefs where you only give up one sack is at least they're getting the shit kicked out of them in a way where they're not giving up quick sacks. Wait, there what, was they, was, they were,
1: kudos to Joe Burrow. Well, that because they're also that, that one
0: play with Chris Jones where Chris Jones had him wrapped up up top and then falls down to his legs, and Joe Burrow's like, nope.
1: Don't, I, not that's all I'm me. saying. You got. You got to get to the edge, and you roll out to the side. That these two motherfuckers are. Get on. Get used
0: to setting up on the run. Don't <laughs> don't sit in the pocket. If you get in, don't sit in the pocket. Trust me. There ain't there isn't going to be that much of a pocket left. Uh, no, <laughs> if they put Aaron Donald and Vaughn likes
1: to rush the right side as they, well. They put them on the same side, and I was watching. that. I was and, like, in
0: the, and the right side of the Bengals shoot. offensive line is the side that should not be in the. Should NFL. not in the NFL, Yeah. Uh, so great. I'm I was, excited.
1: I was watching that. I was like. Vaughn and Donald are coming off the same side. Mm-hmm. What are,
0: and guess who's what? on the other side? Robert Quinn. And Leonard flush. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'm just so excited.
1: Oh. Let's talk about this game now because the monkey is off the man's back. He finally beat yeah. Kyle Shanahan.
0: He finally did beat Kyle and Shanahan. And he,
1: did not, them, did. he Shanahan,
0: did not help himself out. Neither of them did. Kyle Shanahan had got the yips, and Sean McVay already used his yips. Look, I
1: love a good fullback trap, but come on, fam. Not, <laughs> also, not then. Also,
0: uh, how sa- do you feel bad that there's now the— There's no uh, fullbacks in th- the
1: Super Bowl. Yes, I'm aware no, of that. No, also, I'm not, but that too. No,
0: Sam Hubbard's a fullback, so <laughs> we—
1: yeah. No, no, he doesn't wear a fullback number. He doesn't play full. Fullback only. That does not count. <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm just saying he does. Uh, Refrigerary Perry was a fullback, too. But <clears throat> the, there's now the, the coaching-ism, the Fangio challenge, where oh God, you know like you're not going to win the call. We all know that the call's not going to get reversed, but you just want to uh, let the referees know you're pissed off about what they did call, so you're going to throw the challenge flag anyways. The only bad thing about that, Sean McVay, is you waste two of your timeouts in a big
1: situation. And, you, and luckily, if it wasn't for your defense, you and almost Kyle got Shanahan screwed. Kyle Shanahan
0: shitting the bed. Kyle Shanahan straight. That's like three big games in a row Kyle Shanahan has been on the coaching staff for, and he's shat the bed. Three, three out of the last four double-digit losses in the playoffs in the fourth quarter, Teams that have blown double-digit leads in the fourth quarter in the playoffs, uh, three out of the four of them were Kyle Shanahan coached teams. And,
1: and, and let's keep it a buck. The Firefighters should have won that game because if a motherfucker could catch the ball, Tart. if if he catches the ball, the Rams have no timeouts left. Zero. I, I, they had zero timeouts left with two minutes and thirty seconds left on the clock. That game. That is game, ladies and gentlemen. And there is no Patrick Mahomes out there for Matt Stafford. Sure, Cooper Cup's out there, but that game's over, completely over. And look, I appreciate Tart coming out saying that's on me, because yep. at least he he owned up and said it. No excuses.
0: I deserve all the criticism my way. Opportunity I dream of came up short, let my brothers down. It still won't define me as a person or player, only we'll get stronger and better. That was the, the, the direct quote from his tweet that he put out. And
1: the one thing I will say. Who was is, who is the best weapon the 49ers have had all season? Debo! How many touches did he get in the second half? None zero World. second half, zero. I you, you that screen pass that he took to the house in the first half. Oof. Oh, shout out to Pat McAfee, the PMI super boost, baby. Because, oh, Oof. oh, I to I me some money on that. Oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't understand how you didn't get him the football. I don't understand why you told Jimmy G. Like, I think the 49ers honestly came out there and said, you know what, Jimmy G, go prove everyone wrong, and they realized they can't prove they can't do that. He because all all this shit, whether it be the Jeff Garcia Mina Kimes thing, which is also bullshit, and, and and everything else, everybody defending Garoppolo and his record and everything, and Kyle Shanahan said, you know, Jimmy, it's your turn. You go, you you go do it yourself. And he just couldn't. Not cut. the
0: right fucking situation to have your if so so franchise quarterback prove himself. Nope. To be honest with you, like I I really think Kyle Shanahan gets. Blinded by big moments, it's the same issue that Andy Reid had for all those years up until they won the one Super Bowl, and now he's kind of reverted back to having those same issues because you can say uh, uh, Zach Taylor outcoached Andy Reid yesterday. Mm-hmm. Zach Taylor's proving himself to be one of the better coaches in the NFL, but if I told you Zach Taylor was going to outcoach Andy Reid in a in a championship game at the beginning of the season, you would have laughed in my face. Oh. Same way that I would have told if I would have told you Kyle Shanahan blew. A lot of the biggest coaching situations of his season. So Deshaun McVay, three out of the four coaches
1: this weekend did not have good good days. No, no it's I, and, and luckily the, the Rams are, are too talented. They are fucking. They are. And, and
0: and screw draft picks. Screw any of that kind of shit. If you have, if you're a dude, I want you. If you got a Madden rating. 88 or better I want you on my damn roster that's less need
1: and and I I hate LA teams with a burning passion I hate all LA teams but the Rams have a have have a, a place in my heart because of Vaughn and because of Stan Kroenke. Yes, he's a terrible soccer owner. Well, that man and his son has done great things for the city of Denver. Whether it be, whether it be bringing the abs helping helping bring the Avs here with with Pierre and, and doing all that good stuff. That that I will never have anything bad to say about the Kroenkes because I'm not a soccer fan. But what and what all this? Ra- Eng-
0: we have some English. They're pissed off, right? right? Some of them are very upset yeah. with you right
1: now. That's all I'm gonna say. And, and what what this organization does? Like they look. Stafford never won a playoff game and 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 the man had the man basically never did anything wrong he was one of those guys just put his head down went to go play for the detroit lions year in and year the out and yeah. and 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 just just did not say a bad word about the franchise did not do anything bad for him and luckily the lions for the first time in their in their team's history did one of their players right
0: i think they're trying <laughs> right end, they're trying to end that curse that they have
1: <laughs> they are because whether it be not giving paying calvin johnson his due barry sanders has nowhere to be be seen, and, and this team is is the is the of the NFL, and now Eminem is performing a halftime of the Super Bowl with Matthew Stafford in the game, so. I could not be happier for Vaughn, and I could not be happier for this Rams team ba- built upon a bunch of dudes that just are going to try to go win one. Yes, OBJ, all the memes. all You can show all the memes, of OBJ. But the man still has it. He can still catch the football and still has got legs. And it's cool to see guys like him, guys like Donald, get back to the big game and yeah. have another shot at it.
0: I'm excited because, remember, we didn't get to see Cooper Cup when the Rams mm-hmm. played the Patriots nope. in the Super Bowl. And Cooper Cup, there's no more question about it. No. You can say Deon- we used to be able to say DeAndre Hopkins. You used to be able to say Antonio Brown. Cooper Cup is the most dangerous receiving threat on a football field currently on the planet. There's nobody else that can touch him. Nobody, nobody can cover him. You can say that you're going to cover him. Doesn't not, doesn't work. Not, yeah. He will break you off at the top of a route. Pause. And it, it, it's he, the, what he does is just silly. It looks stupid. It looks like you shouldn't shouldn't be able to just do that to another grown man who gets paid millions of dollars to play the same sport that you do. Yet Cooper Cup continuously finds himself open. Mm. And the the Rams now with OBJ is a perfect number two because when he can get the big touches that he's getting now but also not have the pressure of being the guy – That's where he thrives. As much as he wants to be the diva and in front of everybody, he's in a perfect situation for himself right now. And, yeah, it kind of sucks. I'm obviously – there's no – I'm rooting for my team. There's no question about it. But the fact that it is going to have to be at the expense of Matthew Stafford possibly not winning the Super Bowl. And Vaughn
1: getting a second.
0: I don't I know you don't care about that. I care about that. that. I'm glad that he won the one here in Denver, and I love the way that he turned himself around. And, yes, uh, I think that he's been a great example for, for Colorado and Colorado sports. Yeah, I don't care if he wins another one or not. I, if it's him or me, I'm picking me right now. Uh, I'm being selfish. I'm gonna be selfish. I haven't been able to be selfish in 20 years of NFL fandom, so I'm yeah, gonna be no. selfish right now.
1: Um, Vaughn is still. Vaughn can still play. Va- Vaughn right. has the highest passing or or a uh, uh, pass rushing rating right now in the in the playoffs. Doesn't worry you at all that they didn't get to Jimmy G once yesterday. The, uh, what what the 49ers pride themselves in Is getting the ball out quickly Because it's not like Jimmy They don't want Jimmy G To sit there for 10 hours There's a reason why George Kittle is the way he is And Debo was the way he is Because they got them in space And made let them make plays Not Jimmy G make plays So I wasn't expecting him To get to the quarterback Like he did But if you look at what he did Against a terrible right tackle interest. and when Tristan Wirfs will now against Tampa Bay. It looks very, very eerily similar to what the Bengals' line will look like, except the Buccaneers are, well, not, not even arguably, most definitely have a much better offensive line, even with or without Tristan Wirfs, than the Bengals do.
0: They do. There's, we'll, we'll break that matchup down in depth because there's parts of each team that are going to dominate other facets of the game. And I think there's a, now a question as to, honestly, of the quarterback matchup in the Super Bowl, Joe Burrow's the A-side. Yeah. And I was not expecting that to happen when the Bengals got to a Super Bowl in the first place. Um, the other thing about the the Rams and the way they won that game, and the way they've won their last two games, really, because they were set up for failure. Like, they were about to be the choke artist and blow that 27-3 to lead against Tampa Bay. And Matthew Stafford... Rewrote the history books and hit Cooper Cup and set up the game-winning field goal and all that kind of stuff. The Rams are just as much the a team of a destiny as the Bengals have been so far in this postseason. Like no, the teams that are left here, I don't know if you rec- realize this. Both teams that are in the Super Bowl were four seeds going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They won their division, but they weren't high up necessarily in their conference standings, and they have not had a very easy path getting oh. here. It's been two absolute dog, fi- three absolute dogfights for both these teams to get to this point. They both upset the number or yeah. The No, Uh-oh. because the 49 um, got had to go up against the number one seed in the NFC, but they both hey, upset the top seeds the, on the, the road. The favorites
1: on each side, the Bucs and the Chiefs.
0: And they are now both meeting each other in the Super Bowl. And it's Zach Taylor, a guy that coached on the same staff as McVay, Sean McVay, McVay been yeah. under Sean McVay, probably really close friends with him. They get to go head-to-head and see who's going to, Who's gonna handle the moment better? And we saw Sean McVay against Bill Belichick. Granted, it's against Emperor Palpatine, so it might be a different, different feel. But he did not handle the big moments well in the Super Bowl. He didn't handle the big moments well in the AFC Championship. Not, not the way Zach Taylor did. Um, so I'm, I'm very intrigued by this matchup. I'm nervous about this matchup. I'm gonna be a wreck. My mom, I, my mom gave me the a break during the AFC Championship. We didn't have a watch party because I was like, I don't want to be around anybody else. I kind of. I want to make sure that I don't make a fool out of myself. myself yeah. I don't get an option for the Super Bowl. We're having a Super Bowl party. She just ordered a whole bunch of Bengals plates and napkins, so I'm going to be a wreck pretty much. The the joker going around my house right now is I'm going to be in-fucking-sufferable for the next two weeks. And I don't know if if it's true or not. I, I would like to think that I'm not, but no, there's uh, more than we could talk about for the upcoming game. We'll save uh, save a little bit of that. Real quickly, before we transition out of football you mentioned nathaniel hackett was hired as the broncos coach um are you intrigued at all the the fact that dan quinn stepped back and decided he was going back to dallas do you think that's the reason they pulled the trigger on hackett or was no the reason, hackett, reason dan no quinn what? pulled
1: stepped back was because he, the two jobs he wanted he didn't get he wanted the bears job he wanted the broncos job he, he wasn't gonna jacksonville <laughs> he, he he wasn't gonna <laughs> go to new york he yeah. Like the only the only two options he want he saw were interesting were were uh, were Chicago and Denver and those are the and after that those both fell through he just said no nah, I'm done and honestly probably a better idea because I mean he said oh I'm removing my name no you didn't want to you didn't want the other na- teams yeah. you, you, the two teams that you thought were a shoe and you were gonna get one of them you didn't get either. And and look the hack of hire like I said in the center of attention it all the points lead to number twelve it does it
0: does also they're uh, interviewing Clint Kubiak for the open offensive which coordinator I, which position which
1: I would mind he 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 is the same offensive mind or has the it's same, the same play fucking style.
0: playbook as Nathaniel Hackett Ex- has used it's the same playbook as most of the NFL uses because Clint Kubiak was underneath Shanahan exactly and Shanahan, <laughs> Shan- uh, Shanahan playbook and scheme wise was a little bit of a, a little bit of a whore. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he touched everybody yeah. during okay. the, the late 80s and early 90s. Everybody yeah, everybody. Loved. Nobody's. It's like Sean Kemp. Everybody yeah. just claims, yeah, I'm one of Sean Kemp's, you know, con- uh, concubine, uh, lack of a better term. Um, no, uh, I think that it's interesting for the Broncos. I think also,
1: I, and and I say this, I I really, I'm obviously hoping for Aaron Rodgers. I yeah, there's zero, there's zero. Where's the can, idea? Where's yeah. the per can <laughs> there, there, there's there's, z- there's zero somewhere. there's zero uh, jinx. I'm hoping everything points to Aaron Rodgers, but this hire makes me think that this organization is in a different direction. It's a completely one eighty. You instead of the old. You f- mean that they're gonna plan for after it's, their thirty-eight year old free aging exactly. quarterback retires? <laughs> 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 instead of the old fart yeah. of of sitting behind a sitting behind a podium and saying, "Well, our offense isn't good enough," and that not doing just- anything about it, and then, "Oh, your defense. Well, my defense is doing good, so that's why I deserve another job." Instead of that, he's gonna go out there and be a player's coach, and that's exactly what I want. And and look, there's there you come to an organization with with a top top five most cap space in the NFL. And you basically can build your offense how you want. You can go get a defense coordinator and build your defense how you want because you know the talent you have on the defense side of football. And you go from there. And this Broncos team, the two teams the AFC Championship, if it weren't for two red zone fumbles, you probably beat both of them. If it weren't for Drew Locke fucking up and basically giving the ball to the Bengals and then also the Melvin Gordon fumble, you might have beaten both the AFC Championship uh, representatives. It's been so long so.
0: since that game. I, I totally forgot about that.
1: So so that's the, it. And you're, you're that close to everything. You almost made the playoffs with Teddy Bridgewater, and you're a team that's all, on the rise. And now you get to face Josh McDaniels twice a year. Oh, thank God. Oh, Don't man. spoil it. That's coming oh. up a little bit later. Before, <laughs> I'm let's talk say. about hockey.
0: Um, and there was a major piece of hockey news that broke after we recorded last week. Uh, a guy that we've talked about a few times in our What's Brewing segment, Evander Kane. Former San Jose Shark has made his way back into the NHL after he dealt with all of the league-imposed investigations yeah. for gambling. On games. Never, never <laughs> found guilty, so I will give him that credit. He's now 30 years old. He signed a one-year contract with the Oilers. Um, it seems like a very interesting move when you think about a team like the Edmonton Oilers, who right now are dealing with as much shit that. We talk about like some of the big markets here in, in America, like New York for uh, the Knicks and the Rangers and, and basketball, football, all that kind of stuff. There is no harsher media and no bigger media storm than Edmonton and the Edmonton Oilers. It's all year round. They never stop talking about hockey. And they never stop having the it's expectation all, that they're going to win Stanley Cup. It
1: is all Edmonton has. They don't care about CFL. They don't. They care about who, not Conor McDev and what's happening. And I will say this. The Oilers have won four in a row. They've won 2-0 oh since bringing Kane in. So that helps. He's still he's but, .38
0: goal, goals per game since 2015-2016. So,
1: so they're hoping that brings production to those multiple lines and maybe they sneak into the playoffs. But when you have the best player in hockey, the best, uh, the be, the, by far the best player the in hockey. I think the top two. At least two of the top five. At least yeah. two of the top five. And Dry Seidel and McDavid. And you bring in a guy like Kane to be your second-line center, third-line center, whatever it may be, and – there's one blaring, there's a couple of blaring pieces. That's your defense and it's a goaltending because when you have that much offensive firepower, there's zero reason why you should not be in the playoffs, let alone be a high seed in the playoffs.
0: You're almost, you're well out of the wild card picture. Still, you're clawing your back, your way back in there, kicking and screaming. My thing is you're dealing with a coach who's already called out your goaltender in front of everybody saying that he sucks. He's the reason that you went on that long losing streak. You're, Constantly pressuring your team your players of your team the media and the media is constantly pushing players on your team to talk shit about each other and tell me your goaltending is why you guys have sucked and tell me your goaltending is not doing well and that's why you guys aren't, aren't at the level that we want you to and when they don't give you that answer you got a reporter t- telling Leon Dreisaitl why are you being so pissy right now Yeah, like it's, it's a fucking mess and you're gonna add a guy who was under investigation for an entire year and a half into that and that's going to stabilize things with Tippett and Koskinen and McDavid and Drysdale it's it seems like a volatile mix that's not going to go well Th- this
1: I'm trying I'm trying to think of a good good It's comparison. Edmonton when they tried to get rid of Hall it's Edmonton I mean they look, they they have had the most number one overall draft picks the last 10 years in all of sports they have had 4 they had Yakupov, who was one of the biggest busts in NHL history. You got blessed with Connor McDavid. You had Taylor Hall on your team, you who got was blessed with and, 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 got and, and you had. Uh, Oh, some defenseman. I can't think of his name, but some other defenseman guy that you, get it's and you've had all these draft picks and you have nothing to show for it. At some point, you hit on at least two, like at least hit fifty percent, right? Like you have two generational offensive talents and Dreisaitl and McDavid, and you can't even sniff the playoffs. Like I said, I think that we may be getting into a place where McDavid may be just saying. I can't fucking do this anymore. I'm going to go play in Canada or p- go play in Russia because I, because I, <laughs> if it's not the Oilers aren't going to trade
0: it. At least yeah. seems like he's
1: well, he's well already past his limit. Out the door. He's yeah. like, I'm kind of
0: sick of all all of this shit. I don't want to deal with what's going on here. Uh, looking here at the wild card, uh, Edmonton is well, well behind. Not in the top three for the, uh, They are actually three games out behind Dallas and San Jose. So they have a ways to go still. And I think the one thing that this Kane Kane deal can do, especially since it's only for a season, Chicago is still actively kind of shopping Marc-Andre Fleury around. And Marc-Andre Fleury is kind of doing a lap around the NHL. He's played the Avalanche a few times, uh, and he's played some of the other top teams, kind of taking a lap around, assessing the situations. Where can I go to possibly get that last cup, cement my legacy? Not really. He's not going to win a Vesna again. I don't think he should have won it last year, but he's not going to win any more real individual awards. Could use that last little cup as a cherry on top and that Evander Kane deal for Edmonton might be the little bit of a carrot that they can dangle in front of Marc-André Fleury now and go you can be the man you'll be our number one goaltender you got Darnell Nurse in front of you you got Connor McDavid you'll have you could have the possibility cuz you can't even say that they're going to have you could have the possibility of a seven goal spot like you can give up five and still win game <laughs> by, uh, game it. by two
1: <laughs> yeah, but
0: at the beginning of the season it wasn't but right now yeah they, they they're lucky to score at least they're lucky to score twice but marc Andre Fleury could be a, in, in play for Edmonton. I guess is how I'm reading this as well. That that might be why they move so quickly. cuz so I think the Edmonton was like Evander Kane's eligible? Evander, clean, Evander Kane, Kane, yeah, Clear waivers. Oh, we gotta snatch him up before anybody else. And everybody else, says, we're not, we're not, we're not going. Not interested. Yeah, have
1: fun. <laughs> have at him. Take him. That yeah. I man, I just this. Oh, the Oilers are just in a in a mess. In an absolute mess. It is. Uh, I'm glad we're not in that no. situation. No. The Avalanche, uh,
0: fifth longest all-time home winning streak, eight, 18 games. It's the longest in franchise history. Every time that they win another home game, they're resetting the record for the franchise. Uh, and they've done it with a few uh, really close games. And,
1: and ten straight regular season win- game win- Yes. Yeah. Wins as well. The only w- They've only lost twice since... What was I think it was, I, I think it was the end of October. Mm-hmm. Two yeah. sorry, two regular season games. They only lost two regular season or sorry, not regular regulation 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 games since October. Yeah, that's yeah. all you
0: need to say. The last you want to know the last time, and here's the other wild part: you want to know the last team to beat them at home and win? Oh, I don't know. Me. The Columbus Blue Jackets oh, in mid like yeah. November, like November seventeenth, they got they got pumped at home seven to one by Columbus, oh. and that was the last time that they've lost at Ball Arena. Um, and they've had really tough games. That Boston game, I was, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm nervous about this 18-game winning streak at this point of the season. And I'm nervous that they're letting teams kind of hang around and they're getting up and then giving away some of their leads. That Boston game where they go down, they're up one nothing they go down 3-1. And it's midway through the third yeah. period, and it looks fucking bleak at this point. There's no way. Like You're, you're sitting there thinking there's no way they're going to beat the Bruins, mm-hmm. like not with the perfection line, Marchand. Marchand had a nasty goal in that game. As much as I don't like him, the rat can play. And Bergeron was playing well. Pasta, obviously, like you. It's just not going to happen. And Omar was standing on his head mm-hmm. for a lot of that game. There's no way that the Avalanche are going to come and, back and, and win this game. And the factor in the,
1: the, the McKinnon cheap shot again by Taylor Hall. Fuck Taylor it, Hall. It, It's it's one thing after another. The only way to beat the Avs team is to hurt them. Yeah. it is that's it your, fucks my fantasy uh, team because i have
0: nathan i got i was the third pick in the draft so i got nathan mckinnon and uh yeah he's not not in the game anymore for two
1: weeks because people only shot at beating this avs team is by breaking somebody's nose and you got to hope for an injury and that's what makes me happy but like i said you this it's important to be, have a, to have a high seed so you play home games because right now we are seeing what home ice does for you a but please don't, don't win the presidency. Yeah, don't win the presidency. Don't win uh, the presidency. Let Tampa to, Bay have it. Yeah. Let Florida have it. Don't give don't it win that.
0: Uh, I want to give a shout out to Curtis McDermott because the, he's. I listen to uh, the Tell it As It Is podcast. We've had Griffin on. Uh, our, we've been on Griffin's show, and we're we're good buddies with him, and, and like to talk avalanche hockey with him. He's thrown his fair share of slander towards Curtis McDermott. I was starting to get on board with that. He is starting to show why he's on this team. He, he opened up scoring the other night, which how 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 sad of an organization do you have to be to know that Curtis McDermott scored on you? Mark andre Fleury's a Hall of Famer? What? Yeah, stop, what? Stop, stop, uh, stop. And he's the physical presence that this team has not had. He's the, Landis Gogg does not have to be the one to fight anybody. Oh and when Curtis McDermott throws down, that is a hoss. And hey. it, is the first enforcer that we've had since Scott Parker.
1: And this this is going back to my my take of why the Avs did not get where they wanted to last year. Not having that piece back there and another guy that is another huge piece people just don't talk about at all for whatever reason but is the unsung hero of this team and that's Eric Johnson. Having him back there, yes, you have the McCars, the Tays, the Gerards, all those studs that just do wonders with the puck. You also have the guys that know how to control the blue line and when you get back and you need that PK kill, you put number six in the game and he gets you one.
0: Yeah. Number 6 is always in play. Number he might not be the first or second pairing, but he's always in the lineup and he's going to go out there when Bedzie needs to settle everybody down. He throws him out. EJ. There. Yep. EJ Landy, let's go. Mm-hmm. And I really think too the the physicality that the team has built up over the offseason, I think that's why we're seeing Nazem Kadri play the way that he's playing. Nazem Kadri has never been the guy. He's always been a scorer, but he's always been the the shithead like, the guy that just... He plays on an edge because everybody's under... I'm underrated throughout my whole career. I can score goals with the best of them. I also have to show that I'm physical. Otherwise, I'm not going to get paid. No, now he can worry... Like, Curtis and Landy can take the physicality, and we're just seeing him play at a level that... It is it is, it is the best level of hockey that we've seen the Avalanche play since that 2001-2002 championship ground, yeah. Stanley Cup team. This is... The, that guy is just on a different plane right now, and he doesn't have to play physical, and that's helped him out a lot. He's top five in points in the league right now. behind
1: the Top three, I'm pretty sure. I, yeah, three, he, yeah,
0: I think he did probably move up three. He had, He's on my fantasy team, no big deal. I got him as a pickup like three weeks into the season, and it's been the biggest pickup of my life. I'm 11-3. and, three, and yeah. I'm pretty proud of that, uh, if you can't tell. Um, that two, two, two tough wins against Chicago was uh, – a little interesting, but it's also like the.
1: said good teams win other than the games. That's true. Go- good teams win the games they probably shouldn't.
0: And the few ugly games that they've had recently, Montreal and Chicago, they've been able to handle. Um, and you're getting really good play. Other than one, uh, they that goal that the goal that they gave up against Buffalo was a total defensive blunder by Taves and McCar, which is something that we haven't seen since the first season that those two played together. They've been rock solid, and mm-hmm. Taves is top. Five, I think he might be number one in the league in plus-minus. That's how good of a season that he's having defensively. Why he's not a Norris betting favorite or, like, uh, some, some sites don't have yeah. him listed. I don't know why, but he should be in the Norris conversation. It, as long as, like, why can McKinnon not – my thing is why can McKinnon not say healthy? I get that was a cheap shot. Uh, that, that, this yeah, is, like, not, this that, is, like, as that, bad – this, uh, this <laughs> is the same – when Pittsburgh had Crosby early on in his career, and Crosby couldn't stay on the ice,
1: Jimmy, the, you can be
0: the best player in the world, but if you're not on the ice, what uh, value are you? Jimmy, what value are you to I'm not saying get rid of Nathan McKinnon. the
1: The man, he's gonna ha- he's going he's gonna have to play with a fishbowl in, in two weeks. You know that, right? Yeah. When, like 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 the broken noses. I don't know if you have played hockey before or, or tried to played skate with broken nose. With a, I know, but skate with as with as that physicality and with a broken nose and concussion that a sport that is trying to take concussions more seriously unlike some other sports that we talk about but i i <laughs> I, am, I am not having that Jason no, McKinnon no, no, cannot no. be on the ice slander just slandered. stay is, healthy no.
0: just stay healthy or get somebody to follow him around and nobody touch him that's what McDermott. Don't let fucking Taylor Hall be the guy to do it because Taylor Hall it would be different if it was an enforcer or a guy that's known for playing physical no you got Jipped by a ballerina, a prima donna. He got knocked out and then broken nose from a, I, a guy I, that doesn't even play the game. the right I, way. I,
1: I am just going to stand on the, the point that blaming McKinnon for not being on the ice is just not, not it. That's all I'm going to say. That it just reminds me a lot him. of the Sidney Crosby And Sidney Crosby has three his, cups. That's, that's all crew. I'm going to say. So, Crosby has three cups and the captain of all four three of those teams. Get so, past the second round of the playoffs, McKinnon. Still three cups.
0: Get past the second round. Um... Uh, And I think, too, I texted you about this. I didn't think about it. I was listening to Chicklets. Uh, Philly is shopping Claude Giroux. um, I I know that we both have said goaltending is a priority, but really goaltending has been on fire. Fran- since Franz Huss has come back and been that solidified backup and you also have Kemper playing the, the way that he has, goaltending doesn't really seem like that much of an issue. If you can add a guy like Claude Giroux who's still playing at around a point per game and has been deep into the playoffs, been into the Stanley Cup final, has never won that cup before, it seems very similar to like a Hey Duke type of move where you get a guy that can come in and be a solidified veteran presence and he's going to be the third line center and we've seen that the Stanley Cup the last two seasons has been won by a guy on the third line.
1: Hey, Duke was drafted by the Avs, but I will say maybe more of a, uh, of a um, Alex Tange. or Tange, I, think Tange, yeah. I think Tange I think Tange might have drafted. I too. get my I get yeah, my Middle either, Eastern, either mid, Middle European <laughs>
0: names mixed up. Uh, yeah. from the early for the earlier Avs teams.
1: But I like I said I he like this this like I said this this because obviously perfect. Malkin and,
0: Jor- and Crosby are off the no, table cause now no, no, because they're
1: they're a playoff team. yeah.
0: Philadelphia was supposed to be a playoff team. They're a dumpster fire, and they're selling off all of their parts. If Philadelphia
1: is shopping, then yes. But at what cost is the most important part because it is an expiring contract, and there's a 0% chance you're going to be able to resign him next year. But if you do go get him, what's the price at? Because I I would pay more for a goalie. I would pay more for Carey Price, who I know will be around for two more years at least, than a guy that will be a a half a season rental, and I would not give up. The new hooks, the Byrams of like that. I would you, rather shop those guys elsewhere.
0: Right now, you would rather get Carey Price, a guy who has not shown up to a game because yeah, of I still would have
1: over Claude Giroux. Yes, yes, a guy who's still playing at a very high level. I, I I get Giroux is that good, but when you talk about a guy that's a hungry for a cup and that has been de- he's not playing. It's it's, it's 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 mental health. It's more it's more than just the not playing and the factor in that he just does not want to be in Montreal. It's it's another thing of that and the guy has been the one, no doubt in my mind a top 5 goal of the past 10 years. There is zero doubt the top carry price is a top 5. You can argue say top 3, top 2. And and what he has done and and what he hasn't done in Montreal been on a shit team for so long and, and finally, it wants a shot somewhere else. I would much, much rather pay for that for a goaltender that I know has been to a cup final. Not a goaltender in François or, De- or Kemper who has never even got out of the first round of the playoffs. Because if you want to talk about experience, Carey Price getting to a cup is experience. A guy who has been a top-five goaltender for the last ten years is experience. Giroux, also cup-chasing, but he doesn't have much playoff experience, too, outside of, the, I want to say, that Eastern Conference final, maybe Stanley Cup run, I don't, like, eight years ago, I think. Same amount of playoff success as Carey Price has had, a Stanley Cup finals run. I'm, I'm telling you right now, Carey Price will win, you, will win you a playoff game by himself. Claude Giroux will not. That's a fact.
0: I I think Philadelphia perfect case scenario. I'm
1: not saying I don't want Giroud. Also, don't no, get no. this wrong. I would like Giroud, but it, it's the cost. Perfect case for scenario. A guy that's on an expiring contract.
0: You get a package done with Philadelphia because they're also you know possibly looking at moving on from
1: Carter Hart. I, I, that's 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 the young piece. They're not touching him. They they've been yeah. very
0: they've, they, <laughs> they they have entertained offers. It's they, not like they're they're stupider than no, stupid. They are, if they, if but nobody's if off the table him. right now in Philadelphia. That's what the way that I've been hearing about it from the, the, the my source of NHL news is spit and Chicklets, and they're talking about it like it's a total fire sale in Philadelphia because of the season that they're having. So if you could somehow and even they were talking about what. What teams would be in on Claude Giroux? And Whit, Whit said, like, I have it pretty much in on everybody, so no. you kind of got to think that Colorado's got that. And it's, Colorado, uh, if I got faith in anybody to somehow throw a package together with Claude Giroux and Carter Hart involved in it, I'd give up New Hook for that.
1: Yeah, for both of them, I would. I would, I would give up
0: Newhook and Darcy Kemper. Give a a straight forward I, I, goaltender I, forward I, goaltender I had, trade. And
1: because of how young Carter Hart is, I throw Frankie in there instead of Kemper. And I would I would throw in a guy like Justin Barron, who's a who's been really really solid for the Colorado Eagles, and a couple firsts.
0: It could. I mean, there's a lot of things. There's a a little bit less than a month left before the NHL trade deadline. There's going to be major moves happening. I'm sure that we're going to be talking about something from that Colorado Avalanche because they need to make something. Uh, of the season and of this roster and of the three-headed monster but no the the level of play that the Avalanche are on right now and it's everybody firing on all cylinders Kadri Rantanen uh Landeskog Taves Makar you can't really single out one person that's been the downfall or dragging this team down everybody's doing what they can and winning in the situations that they're putting themselves in um And I, I will go, I'm going to make one full 180 degree turn because I know it was one of the first few, one of the first five episodes of this podcast. I said that we should fire Jared Bednar. Uh I got to go back on that because he's been the perfect coach from, from that day. I was frustrated. It was a bad, bad loss to the stars in the playoffs. And I was, I was hurt. I was wrong. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a man enough to admit I was wrong. Betsy was the right coach You just have job. to
1: be patient. Like I said, there's a reason why Malone and, and Betsy have been so successful is because of what they've done with the roster they've gone to. The reason why the Avs went from last to almost literally first, like the Bengals did. And there's a reason why the Nuggets have been so well. Well, both coaches that so i well called for to be fired, fired have been <laughs> <done good>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. really, really good. So maybe, uh, maybe to I don't know, know what I'm talking about that.
0: Yeah. No, real quickly, before we take a little bit of a break, most dominant team of the week, who do you have? I just
1: have Denver because the, the Avs, 10-0. Nugs, 4-0 on this road stand. 4-0 on this road stand. That is huge. You just punked the the reigning champs in Milwaukee by 36 points with their fully healthy team, which is a huge win. And, oh, man, here we go. Here we go. Jamal Murray's going to be back by the end of the uh, – I mean, it's February now, the end of the month. And – this Nuggets team now is a one and a half games back from the four seed. That And Utah just lost Joe Ingles to torn MCL, which is which is an absolute terrible injury for them. That means they're going to drop. You can slide right back into getting a home playoff series. You secure a four seed, secure a three seed. You get to go face Phoenix again in the second round. And you run into Memphis in the first round. And if you got your dogs back, things are looking right back where they should be.
0: Well, my fitting enough, my most dominant team of the week is also basketball, but it's the Phoenix Suns because they're 10-0 in their last 10, and they Best still have Best not lost basketball. 10 games on the season. So we'll be talking about basketball coming up on the other side of the break. So it's fitting that we have both basketball teams. Uh, well, you have hockey as well, but both basketball teams are most dominant team of the week. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back with the rest of Episode 76 of the Far Under the Bench podcast with Jimmy Pallotto and Nico Bryant. Welcome back into the Far End of the Bench podcast, episode 76. Uh, And now that you guys are tuning in on our YouTube channel, BOLA. Is rocking the cigar for the Joe Burrow Cigar Club as well as the new stripes. So uh, he's going to be making an appearance in all of our YouTube videos if this Jim, week.
1: If Jimmy can get the glasses, too, we'll stick those on him. I don't, Cartier, I don't make enough to buy Cartier, <laughs> Cartier glasses. glasses yeah. what, what do in you think chain. I am?
0: You know how much money we make off this podcast, and yeah. I don't make enough to support the podcast. So I can't buy Cartier glasses, uh, but I'll, I, I'll gladly have Bulla smoke a fake cigar for uh, the big win. But we're talking about some basketball before we went into the break and that we haven't done in the NBA season. It's due diligence, mainly because, you know, the football playoffs and all, lot, everything yeah. like that. This is pretty much when basketball starts to actually matter. Uh, so for the NBA, it seems like the last two seasons especially, but this season we've, we've seen a ton of injuries. The Bulls were one of the hot teams in the East and now with the injuries to Levine and to Caruso – we're starting to see them fall out of favor. What do you think like, – do you have some sort of explanation as to why we're seeing the amount of injuries that we are in the NBA?
1: Oh, man, I, I don't know, honestly. Like, last year there was a – I honestly want to say there was more last year. Just And I, and I blame that because of the, the bubble and, and that whole thing. The timeline shifting. The timeline shifting and everything. And maybe it's, maybe it's trying to get legs underneath. But this year there's been – I want to say this year has been more of a young surgeons. That's the best way to put it. There's a lot more younger players, younger teams have been doing so much better that playing good teams night in, night out in close games, it wears on you. Hmm. Like whether it be the jingles, um, the Jingles injury, MCL terror now, and with the Veeam being injured for half the games and Vooch down there the Chicago, now the, the Heat haven't had a, Adebayo or, or Jimmy very fully healthy either, and they're still the number one seed now in the East now The too. Lakers have been without LeBron for a little bit. The, the, Lakers are, oh, the Lakers are the Lakers are biggest shit show in basketball. It's hilarious. That team, oh my God, that team is hilarious to watch. It, it's it's great. It's great seeing that team down full. It's
0: cold as ice. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch. But yeah, there's... I mean, I I don't know. Maybe it's still a bubble hangover. Maybe it's a season. They still got to try to figure it out. But I don't know. There hasn't been a lot of season-ending injuries. It's been more guys resting. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. More guys of... I'm not feeling too well. (laughs) Let's bliss this game out. (laughs) Let's let's take a week off because my knee is buckled a little bit. It's more of those. Load management. Yeah, load management type things, which probably you're going to see a lot more of, unfortunately. The reason why I can't stand the NBA is the fact that load management is accepted
0: and also, I mean, that in the tanking, it's just difficult to get behind. It's almost like Mm -hmm. ties in soccer. It just makes no sense to me. Um, The I will give you that there have been a lot of young players like the, the John Morant. John Morant is on the season trajectory right now. He's mirroring what Joe Burrow did if you want to compare him to a player in another sport because the way his season ended, he was at a high high level last year when he got injured and now coming back and playing at that same level, maybe even better at some, at some certain points. He was
1: badly banged up all last year. And then he got the Grizzlies. They went in and beat, uh, they went into, sorry, they, or they went into golden state and beat the, beat the Warriors for the last eight spot in the West last season. And jaws like that young team is just playing very, very hungry and very, very talented and just, Basically grit and grind two Like yeah. like it's no it's no longer the Zebos, Mike Conley, Marcus Souls. it's a triple J, Jaron Jackson's and, and, and the, the John Morant Desmond Baines and, and uh, Dylan Brookses of the world. Because all those dudes just come in lunch pail guys, literally lunch pail guys, come in, get their job done and they talk shit like no other two, and everybody's starting to hate it. And it's John Morant's so good for the game. Like and John Morant right now is what everyone thought Zion would be at this point. Zion has been so badly injured.
0: Remember, Zion got the cover over John Morant.
1: Exactly. And everyone thought Zion was going to be this dude. John Morant, what he's doing right now is what everyone thought Zion would be doing.
0: They He has them right now. They're two and a half games behind Golden State for the number two seed. Memphis is the number three seed. They did just lose to Philadelphia in overtime, uh, 129-117, as I'm looking at ESPN. But the real thing, like the way that you're describing it, they're kind of the team that doesn't understand – similar yeah, to the Bengals it, yeah. like they don't understand that they shouldn't be there so they're playing they just over their head whatever yeah and they're do they're taking advantage of the success and i'd love to see like A guy like John Morant who went to uh,
1: Murray State, I believe. Yeah, Murray State. He has one of the best stories you'll ever hear. Mm. I don't know. uh, I mean, I've probably already said this before, but I'll go ahead and reiterate it again. He had zero offers coming out of high school. He was at this Murray State basketball camp Mm. where they put him in the small gym. One of the recruiters (laughs) let's go get popcorn and and had to walk by the small gym and stop to peek in and saw this kid. Jamming on everybody and basically ruining the gym. Gave him a walk on, earned a scholarship, became one of the best college basketball players in the country a few years back. Mm-hmm. Then becomes the number two world pick. The dude basically just goes out and wins, and just just wears his heart's on his sleeve. The best what the best person I can I can. Compare him to right now as Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose, not not current Derrick Rose. I'm talking about Bulls Derrick Rose. How he has this high jump. He's got the, this insane jumping his athleticism. The athleticism is is just out, out the gym, unreal. And he he's got a decent jump shot, but he doesn't have that three point shot down completely. But the guy just goes out there and makes plays with his, with his legs and with his athleticism and does it to a T. Mm-hmm. and what he's doing right now like I saw him in person against the Nuggets I want to say 2 weeks back and man when when he, he is he's very smart too cuz he is he's attributed the 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 Chris Paul type of thinking when you're up by a lot you dribble the ball mm-hmm. you, you dribble the ball out you work the clock if you if you take a shot within the first 15 seconds of the shot clock it's it's a fail and when you're up big on teams you're up on teams that's how you win good ball games and he he is just doing things that that Memphis hasn't had since Conley and, and Zebo were there and man this grizzlies team i don't know how good they're going to be in the playoffs but this team is fun to watch
0: it worries me a little bit looking at their differential they're only at a plus 3.6 so they could stand to play a little bit better defense especially in the playoffs when in the second and third rounds, you're not having the home court advantage and you're going to go up. If you go deep into the playoffs this year, you're going to run into a Phoenix Suns team that's hungry. A Phoenix Suns team that seems like they took last year's loss in the finals and just got pissed off.
1: They're taking it. Everything personally. It's not. Everything everything personally. Nothing is
0: nice. There's no fun in games right now for the Phoenix Suns. So if you're only playing defense at a plus 3.6 clip, when you've got a guy like John Morant who can just fucking score the basketball – it shows me that your defense isn't ready to play
1: at the highest level. Exactly what this what this Suns team's doing. They are taking all of the disrespect, and I I obviously I obviously take this too because Jokic doesn't get expect respect. Nuggets don't blah blah blah. But the Suns' best record in basketball by like five games. They are the only team with single digit. Actually, they may have just hit their double digit losses. But ten losses on the season, and this team is just. P- coming out pummeling teams. They are taking names. Devin Booker is taking names. DeAndre Ayton is back to where he was, and, and this team didn't have an all-star starter. Talking about Chris Paul, talking about Andrew Wiggins. And talk- oh, no, not Andrew Wiggins. Sorry, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton, the young guns there. And Miles – or not, or is it Miles or is it McHale? I don't know. Whatever Bridges' brother is, is, is in, in – I'm pretty in,
0: sure McHale is on Phoenix. Yeah,
1: and Miles is in Charlotte. But, I could be totally yeah, off. Yeah, I, th- I think that sounds right, but McHale has been – Absolutely perfect for them. And Cam Johnson as well. And Suns teams, like I said, they're coming out for a vengeance. And they right now are – in my opinion, it's team to beat because the Bucks have been flaunting or or are or, or been, or been falling, and there's no more consistency in the basketball right now than the Phoenix Suns.
0: That begs the question, on the Eastern Conference side, I said that the Bulls started to struggle. They're, they still are number one in the Eastern Conference. It's them, the Heat, the 76ers, all within half of a game. The Heat and Bulls are tied, and the Sixers are a half game behind them. Then K- Cleveland is only a game behind that. So at the top four, you have such a log jam, and then Milwaukee, Brooklyn are your five, six. That is a scary 5-6. It, it is, is, like... a scary 5-6. But how inflated, then, is the top of the East? Because your real teams that you're worried about in the playoffs are your 5-6 and six seed. I would even say maybe your eight 8-9 because 8 is Toronto, 9 is Boston. I don't know necessarily... If Boston
1: squeezes in, too, I would almost take Boston over Chicago right now because Chicago's so raw. But Miami, that's the team that got swept by the Bucks in the first round last year. And... and I maybe it's injuries. May, obviously, Brooklyn has injuries and a lot of other things going on with that. Kyrie
0: can only play in half the games. Kyrie
1: can only play half the games, and James Harden doesn't like the strip clubs in Brooklyn, so he he's complaining about play, living on in Brooklyn. Put all that baby weight back too. For so so Bro- Brooklyn's got a lot of other things going on. Milwaukee has just not been healthy either, and they've just <laughs> been struggling badly. But right now, I honestly could not tell you, comes out these. I would still say the Bucks. Cleveland is is a great story, but they're. <laughs> They're really, really young, yeah. super young. They have three seven-footers starting for the team. Uh, uh, uh Evan Mobley, who was one of the picks out of USC last year, and then Jared Allen, all seven-footers starting for them, and they have two point guards starting with those three big men. And it is, it is unconventional basketball. No one knows how to guard it, <laughs> and that's why they're where they're at. And kudos to, to the staff over there in Cleveland because they know what they're doing and they got the team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I don't trust Miami. Miami would scare me because of the P.J. Tucker factor and getting Kyle Lowry back. That makes them dangerous. And the fact they haven't played fully healthy makes them dangerous. But if Brooklyn and Milwaukee are fully healthy, I, you can't shy away from either of those two teams. And what Philadelphia has still not been willing to trade Ben Simmons for, you are hindering your franchise. And Ben, and, and sorry, not Ben Simmons. Joel Embiid is the second best player in basketball right now. He's not the best player, but he's the second best player in basketball right now. And he is just on absolute terror get him some help Cause if, if you, because the deal that they should have took was that Pistons trade where they got Jeremy Grant where they got Sadiq Bey to first and a young guy for Ben Simmons and that's the best deal you're ever going to get because you get wings, you can start Maxi at the point and you have a lot of things open for you and they just are unwilling to do that for, for Embiid and it is hindering those Sixers chances at doing anything in the playoffs Does Simmons trade
0: stock drop
1: Oh it is Eddie's dropping the by the day it is dropping by the second, yeah. it is dropping by the minute they, they are, they're they asking prices way too damn high and everybody is willing to say all right we go ahead pay him all that money and don't don't play him and see what happens to your team.
0: Well, I mean, the dude is scared of a jump shot, especially in the playoffs, so it can't be on the floor. But I would say if the guy's that much of an issue, you should probably work harder to get rid of him. It doesn't seem like they're working all that hard to get rid of him.
1: And, and Daryl Morey, who, who was the GM in Houston, that got, brought James Harden in and was, is now the GM in uh, Philadelphia, along with Elton Brand, a former player. Both those guys had the trade on the table With Houston, before he went got traded to Brooklyn for James Harden for Ben Simmons, and you said no because you trusted Ben Simmons, and now you are searching far and wide for something that looks similar to that that, so you don't look like an idiot. It's time to take your losses where you can and just get your team some help.
0: Sometimes admitting you were wrong is the first step to actually turning shit around, and the fact that you're still a three seed and doing what you're doing, it is based on the back of the greatness of Joel Embiid, but... If you just look get your ego out of the way, you could be the number one seed in the east and look at a very easy first couple rounds of the playoffs possibly. I will tell you I could I know what ESPN is hoping for as it sits now, Charlotte is the seven, Toronto's the eight, Chicago's the one.
1: they, they want Chicago Boston.
0: Well, they want Chicago Charlotte. Because oh, then you get the oh, Blow brothers, brothers in the playoffs. Through,
1: you're right. Damn, I didn't think, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Did think about that. We could have LeVar on the sidelines. Yeah, not I, thinking about that. I will. I will argue and say that that uh, TNT gets the Easter Conference in the playoffs. So TNT wants ESPN okay. wants the Lakers versus the Suns in the first round. I didn't realize playoffs. that there was even so. a difference
0: between that. So yeah, that, i like I said, I've watched more college basketball this season than NBA basketball. I've watched more high school
1: basketball than anything. Uh, it's not the. It's not necessarily the great. <laughs> well, I uh,
0: they, I will give them a shout out. They were on a seven game Arvada West uh, PA announcing for them. Uh, if you care about Colorado high school basketball, they were on a seven game winning streak uh, that did just come to an end recently. So not having a terrible season, I've enjoyed it a lot. Been a lot of fun. Um, other uh, elsewhere in the world of basketball, the Nuggets. You said that we're gonna get Murray back at the end of February,
1: at, at max or at, at latest middle of March.
0: It, what, what is that time period to where, okay, here's here's how I actually worded it. How much longer can Jokic carry around this sorry-ass roster before Jamal Murray gets back? How much longer are we going to get to that critical point to where Jokic can't do this anymore, Murray's recovery is not coming along like we think we're thinking, and this team actually starts to lose the games that they should be losing?
1: I, I'm going to argue and say that we've passed that. We have passed that point because Malone, what he's been doing with these lineups, whether it be the addition of Boogie, the addition of putting Zeke Nagy into the lineup, who has been an absolute credible big off the bench. DeMarcus Cousins has been great. You add the shooting of Brett Forbes, I think we're past that. We that little shrimp that that everyone loves has not been playing the last two games, and Bones has been taking over the point position, which has been absolutely incredible, perfect for him. He's taking Long the reins. coming. Bones, Bones is rolling, and Bones is keeping busy down there. And I'm not because look, let's keep it a buck. When it gets to the playoffs, basketball rotations get cut down to eight, maybe nine. That means your likes of Bones, um, um uh. uh Zeke, Jamichael Green may not get PT because when you get Jamal back, you get possibly get MPJ back, and and you have those short lineups. You're not, those guys are playing 35 minutes plus a game because that's what you do in the playoffs. Mm. So you just got to get into the right position. Right now, the Niners team is right where they want to be. Like I said, Dallas has been struggling too. That's the team that you just passed with for the fifth seed. And now Utah just lost a number, or the, one of their big pieces in Jingles, Joe Ingles, in front of you with the fourth seed. You are in prime position to host another playoff series again and have the MVP g- get back on home court again in the playoffs. And then you bring in a guy that. Has his fresh legs, that looks like he's ready to come back, and MPJ was hungry again. This team is a team no one wants to talk about, but no one wants to face. Who is the more important piece, MPJ or Jamal Murray? It's Jamal, 100%. Because Jamal, what he can do with the ball in his hands, MPJ more relies off what he can do without the ball in his hands, getting open, whether it be open shots for Jokic or off the Jokic plays, off of Jamal. But Jamal with the ball in his hands, Literally opens the floor for everybody. I mean, it it is wild to think that I haven't watched Jokic play with Jamal Murray in over a year and a half almost. Like it is, it is, it is crazy to think it's been that long. And what those two do magically, they feed off each other. Whether it be the pit, high pick and roll, whether it be the two man game, those two do. When Jamal Murray's on the floor, it's another shooter defense has to worry about. When, when Jokic is on the floor, all attention goes to him. Jamal can get the one-on-ones that he wants, and it just makes the game so much easier for one another.
0: Well, what would you say then to, if I'm one of these people that, think back to the time where Murray and Jokic were playing, and Murray was not playing at that same level we saw from the bubble, having a little bit of a slower start to his season before he did have that injury, had a few really good performances going into it, um, what do you say to a guy that makes the argument? Well, is Murray really going to help us out that much? Because the last time we saw him on the floor, he wasn't even to the highest level that he's been playing. He,
1: at. And look, the highest high standard of his playing, he, wh- what he did in the, bu- the, the
0: fact what he did in the bubble was just out of <laughs> it's body. Just, yeah, he's it's never going to reach that again. It's unconscious. Yeah.
1: Not many. Not very many players in basketball will ever reach that type of peak. Okay, very many. <laughs> very know.
0: few athletes in general, have reached that kind if of If he
1: can be three-quarters of the player he was last season, then that is a far better upgrade than anything the Nuggets have. Because, you know yeah, I think? Jamal Murray gets reinstated to the starting lineup. What does that do to your bench? Monte Morris comes back to the bench. Austin Ma- Rivers never plays for the Denver Nuggets. Faco Capazzo never plays for the that, Denver that Nuggets. That is well. Austin Rivers plays very, very well. No, I mean, Fox, if, if Murray strong. never gets injured, yeah, Austin Rivers true. never plays for the Nuggets. That's true, but... I I, I am really, really excited to see him back. Like I said, it's been a year since I've seen him play basketball, and I could not be more excited to see him back in this team with playing with the best player in basketball that's putting up godly numbers right now.
0: Okay, so give me a scale 1 to 10 excitement level for for said player to come back from injury. We'll start with MPJs. Level level 1 to 10.
1: (laughs) Oh. <laughs> 9 and Jamal's a ten. Okay. Because because right now if people weren't aware of what happened on Monday as we're recording this, Nuggets did pl- or send for a designated player exception, which which means that or, or, or I don't know if that's right. It's a DPE. I don't know what it's called, but it's it's uh basically if a guy's injured for the season, you can get money back for it because he's done for the season. He only played X amount of games. And that's what they took for. That's what they took for MPJ, and basically it doesn't shut the guy down for the whole season. But what meaning is that he's basically going to be out till the playoffs is what the meaning is. So and the so, NBA's version of the long-term injured reserve. Exactly, and, and so he, he and so he can, he, he there's there's no ruling out he may not come back, but there's a good shot he will, um, if this team makes a run.
0: Hmm. I might as well take advantage of that. We've been having to see all these other teams take advantage I know, of these Pulls right? yeah. in the cap space, Denver finally takes advantage. No. Um, I think we're obviously going to start talking about we'll have we were talking about it. We'll have a weekly uh, hockey basketball talk discussion because we haven't been given it enough time that it deserves with football. Lots going on, Lots of football. Yeah. Lots of football. And, you know. The Bengals in the, in the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. So next week, don't don't expect it next weekend, but the week after yeah. that, we'll have uh, we'll pick up on our basketball and uh, hockey. If baseball ever decides they're coming back, we'll start talking about God. some baseball too. We'll have a splash of baseball in there uh, as we continue on with this episode. But before we do, we're going to talk about something that starts Friday, something that oh, we, technically Wednesday, technically but the opening ceremony
1: are on Thursday night.
0: Yes, uh, the. 2020 Winter Olympics, Beijing, yep. China, 2022. We we are winter not Olympics. talking about the uh, <laughs> where
1: it's at. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say.
0: 2022, <laughs> Beijing Olympics, Winter Olympics, and they start opening opening ceremonies will be Thursday, fifteen, uh, 109 events, 15 disciplines, seven different winter sports. We have the biathlon, bobsled, curling. Hockey, luge, skating, snowboarding are the uh, snowboarding the s- slash skiing. Yes, it's it, yeah, yeah. depending on the uh, who you ask.
1: Yeah, <laughs> snowboarding yeah. wasn't
0: even a thing for <laughs> in the Olympics up, up until recently. So it, all in all, these games will also include seven new events: the women's monobobsled, sled uh, freestyle Dude,
1: bobsled. Bob bobsled is some of the most entertaining shit in the world. Dude, I, I, do, too. you, too? One dude on a sled is just insane to watch. The I, speed they go at, it's it's so... It's, they steer with their ass, Nico. It's, it's wild. How else do they steer? They <laughs> steer with their assholes. <laughs> it is wild, honestly. It's so awesome.
0: Uh, they also added freestyle skiing big air.
1: Uh, the, we'll big, sh- the big the big air is something that's been in the X Games for fucking ten years. Yeah. So it's nothing new to people that it's have new to me. those are new to you. Yeah. But I've watched the big air is always so much fun because those dudes, it's legit like just a dude that just sends himself off the freaking cliff off a jump. possible.
0: And it's a Mick twist and a Mick flurry and a, and a and double a Men a twin 980,
1: back to seven eighty like all all the names. It sounds like
0: you shouldn't be discussing this, and it sounds <laughs> no, like not yeah. safe for work content. But we're just talking about skiing guys that's that's all we're doing uh they also added in mixed team events for men and women short track speed skating speed skating team relay ski jumping freestyle skiing aerials and snowboard
1: cross. snowboard cross is is one of the sports i just love to watch actually it's it's basically it's basically racing it's basically so bmx racing if you know what bmx racing they get in those gates and and basically they do they go through a little park or they go through a uh um, a terrain or course yeah. or whatever, and it's a race to get to the bottom. Hmm. I, I'm pretty sure that's what it is, at least. Or
0: that sounds like it should. I, be. I think
1: I'm pretty sure that's what it is, but I, because I, I I think I maybe think that it's not because it has been in the previous Olympics, so I don't know what. Yeah, I, I don't know then because snowboard cross makes me think that it's it's more of a. Oh 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 oh. I think Silver crosses. It's 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 a terrain park. Mm-hmm. You go through box jumps. You go off for jumps, but it's like it's like a it's a routine almost kind of thing.
0: I think. Okay. I think I'm think not I was positive. Watching something similar when I was watching the X Games and they they get yeah. graded on the the tricks that mm-hmm. they do through the park and then also how quickly or how smoothly, smoothly they got to go the through it all. Yeah. I don't know. I, of being a Colorado podcast, you are the resident winter sports person because i don't ski i don't snowboard um i you watch hockey that's, I, what, that's as hockey. far as far as we get i yeah. do watch hockey uh but speaking of the u.s in general terms going into the olympics we have three favorites in the skiing snowboarding schifrin Uh, I think Sean White's still a favorite, one of the greatest of all time. So he's always got to be. He's always got a shot. He's Uh, always
1: got a shot. He is not the favorite. Red Gerard right now out of Australia. Yes, an Australian is a favorite right now. Makes sense. But Sean White at the Olympics is just different. Sean White is just fucking different. Sean
0: White is different. Uh, Also Chloe Kim, who was the youngest gold medal Mm -hmm. winner in the in the Pyeongchang uh,
1: Olympics Mm -hmm. back in two thousand eighteen. Was it, uh, twenty? Yeah, Spung Chang. I'm pretty sure yeah. South Korea. Yeah, oh. she was un, unreal I mean, she is. She is taking over sport completely. But the one girl that I want to talk about a little bit more that that we we glimpse over uh, slightly, Michaela Schriffin, from Vale, Colorado, mm-hmm. girl that has got a chance this year to become the the most. Decorated female skier in Olympic history, U.S. history. Sorry, U.S. She has Olympic four history. Four gold medals total. Four right gold right? medals total. She has no shot at a couple here this year, and this girl is, is just a different animal. Whether her, her speed skiing or not speed skiing. Oh my god! It's uh, uh, the downhill, the hmm. downhill, downhill slope, just unreal at it. I can't believe and how fast those skiers go. They they just they just fly, and is it. unreal, man. She she is. Like I said she's a different animal.
0: Oh uh, man. All these sports, I can't think, like, I'm going to strap myself to a piece of board and I'm going to throw myself down the mountain. That ought to be fun. Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> sounds like a, <laughs> sounds a good like time. A, and you know what? I'm going to hold these poles and I'm going to dress in spandex while I do it just for fun. Mm-hmm. Nah, that doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun to me. But there's, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm obviously going to watch it. Uh, we also, there's the one male figure skater who had a, a disappointing showing in Pyeongchang, took fifth. He is actually favored to take mm-hmm. the gold in his event um uh, the the thing that we we talked about it during the summer olympics too there's a lot of events that i didn't even know were things yeah
1: were like thing. like the uh the uh uh not the triathlon, but biathlon. The biathlon. That is some of the most entertaining. While these guys cross-country ski, they shoot a bow. They get up, cross-country ski for another ten miles. It is. It is like some. some when,
0: you, when you explain it like that, it sounds like no fun.
1: <laughs> it is. It is some just just bionic you ski, shit. You shoot like. some shit. You ski. You shoot some shit. And, and and you race a little bit more. You keep skiing. And, sounds like what you do and, in a long and, weekend. In and Denison. it's uphill. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not like up uphill. It's not like yeah. you're going up to a tall mound. But it, it's like going through a little trail up and down. Like it's, it's, and have you ever walked wild. in snowshoes? It's hard. It's just very hard.
0: With my big ass, it doesn't work. It's very hard. It doesn't it don't it work. It's not fun. No. I might as well just be walking through the big snow, the deep snow. Um, anything else other than the fact that it's disappointing? We don't get the NHL in the Olympics. Women's hockey is defending a gold medal. For the first time in a few different Olympic cycles, they're coming in as the returning champions. How much of a chance do you think they have to repeat?
1: Second best chance. Second best chance. It's, behind Canada. Yep, that's that's. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard when because look the the main event. It's not going to be the men's hockey. It's not. Let's keep it a buck. It's not. It's going to be some random team's going to win the women's hockey. It's the best in the world of women's hockey and the Hillary Knights, the the uh, the uh, uh, Schofields, Schofields. the. I mean this this team is just top to bottom so damn good and it's very very hard to repeat I don't think it's very 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 few times has it ever happened where a men's or women's hockey team has ever repeated. I'm pretty sure as we champions. talked about
0: it in the World Juniors, nobody goes back to back gold mm-hmm. medals. It's I always think one, I, the one only the time,
1: the only time I can think of was Canada when when they won 2010 and 2014 gold for men's. Mm-hmm. That's obviously because they had the fucking stacked NHL roster again. <laughs> but, they would have, would have had it but, again.
0: They decided that they didn't want to try and go back to back to back.
1: But man, what what yeah. I'm because wa- well ha- I'll have two segments for everyone. One. I'll have what I'm watching the most things that'll be right on my screen right away that you need that are must watch TV and then I'll have a golden moment. Obviously there hasn't anything happened yet. So I can't, I can't talk about anything of that yet. So what I'm watching this week, women's ice hockey starts right away on Thursday, mm-hmm. Thursday morning, or actually th- maybe Thursday night. Cause the time difference is weird. Thursday night team USA. I think plays, I'm pretty sure it plays Finland right off the bat. So that's a really, really good test to, to see how this team gets going. Um, are you a fan of play.
0: having difficult pool play before yeah. the medal round? Yeah,
1: because because it makes it makes things more interesting. You got things to go. You at yeah. least
0: know that you're ready to go at some point.
1: I, I I take that back. They play they play at six a.m. So I'll be up watching it on Thursday morning at six a.m. because I wake up for work like that. <laughs> I'll so be
0: walking boomer at
1: six a.m. on the, Thursday morning. Six ten a.m. or Mountain Standard Time, so it's not Eastern. So it makes it a little bit better even. Hmm. They play Finland, um, right off the bat. Also on Thursday we are. Kicking into high gear, curling baby. The 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 Americans are fucking back, ready to to repeat. Gold medal favorites. They are not the gold medal favorites. They are the eighth best odds to repeat. Wow. They're the eighth. I know. I I was because I was looking at the odds on them. They Who's are the, eighth, the guy
0: that's on the curling team that's been Schuster. on the Olympics since 2006.
1: No, that's or uh, Schuster is the guy with the the mustache that I love. There's one guy on oh, the team
0: that's been uh, a representative for the U.S. curling team since the 2006 Winter. Leaders.
1: I can't think of his name, but I know what he looks like. Yeah, I do know I, he looks like. But Schuster is, the, Schuster is the Schuster uh, is the is the the the. the, the the, the sweeper, sweeper, yeah, the sweeper. I do not know what it's the called. Fucking sweeper, <laughs> the yeah, fucking sweeper. with the broom and,
0: and sweeping in front of. Remember last week? We we're like, what's the stone? <laughs> oh, it's called the stone. It's called the stone. It's yeah, it's called a curling stone.
1: It's called the stone. The sweeper. It's That's, called spade a spade. It's sweeper. Like I said, it's it's electricity. Honestly, it's it's. I, I've I've tried it. It's very difficult. Oh, it's, it is. It's so, just, so difficult.
0: It's it's. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, like Canadian shuffleboard. It's it really pretty is pretty much what it yeah. is. It's Canadian shuffleboard. <laughs> the best shuffleboard. way to put it. You got drunk on a lake, and you're like, uh, "Let's let's do this." Let's just let it go. Yeah. You ever really wanted to throw something hard, but also needed some finesse? No, I I never wanna do I just wanna throw it as far as, as I as far as I can. But where's the fun where's in that
1: Where's the fun in that? Yeah. You got, we don't play darts out here. No. So that's the other one I'm big going. and then obviously figure skating starts right away. Figure skating figure skating the best way I can put it is if you enjoy watching the floor routines and gymnastics, it's basically what they're doing on ice so skates.
0: If you haven't at least sat through Blades of Glory once. I highly recommend. I, yeah, it. I highly recommend. It It will make you love figure skating. <laughs> it really
1: will. It really will. It's just gonna, interesting. <laughs> no, I
0: have no business liking figure skating, but I like figure skating. And
1: figure skating is one of the most uh, corrupt, corrupt slash uh, most uh, cutthroat, cutthroat. The oh my god, oh I can't think. Of, wow, I can't think of words lately. The most like a. Uh, Rigged sports. Uh, rigged yeah, Olympic yeah. sports in history. Whether it be the... I mean, look at... You can look at Netflix. You can look at Peacock. They have about 10 different storylines of how girls got screwed over because of because of judging. You're talking or, about the... Yeah. The or the girl dropping a freaking... Uh, 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 bead on the ice. That but was in play too close. No, that no, 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 no. It also happened. It, it was real? It was real. I was like, oh, Nico, <laughs> come on. It's, it's, Don't fall for that. It's the Tanya Harding thing. Have yeah. you ever heard about Andy that? Karrigan,
0: Tanya Harding. Yep,
1: yep. That whole thing. It <laughs> <laughs> is It is wild. They get the fucking Russian nasty. Russian, French
0: judge that were swapping votes so that they could finish gold and silver. Yep. Yeah.
1: <laughs> It it is one of the most corrupt sports in and the world. It f- makes it interesting. <laughs> Fucking animals. <laughs> They're animals, man.
0: And we get called jocks and shit. These people are trying to kill each other for a piece of metal. A piece of
1: metal, yeah. Hey, we, we're not we're not broad manfred, all right? It's a piece of gold.
0: Or silver. <laughs>
1: or silver. Not a piece of metal. We're better than that. Oh. I know. We just went on a deep dive in figure skating. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't think we'd ever do that on the on the week before the Super Bowl, right? Jazz
0: Michael Michaels <laughs> is figure skating.
1: <laughs> oh god. Right. I'm gonna watch Blades I'm, of I'm of watching Glory that movie weekend. too yeah. this week. Absolutely. It's, it's I'm not fucking watching the Pro Bowl, I'm watching that shit. <laughs> oh, fuck the Pro Bowl. We're not even talking about the Pro Bowl
0: today um what's brewing presented by our friends at the high alpine brewing company follow them at high alpine brew out in gunnison uh i got some interesting news on the nfl coaching front we said that there are eight open jobs half of them have been filled um and it's nothing really terribly surprising other than the fact that dan quinn like you mentioned we were talking about a little bit earlier uh, pretty much was told no by the two teams that he wanted to. He's like, I'm staying. I'm yeah, good. I'm good. <laughs> I can't not have these guys. I cannot have. I can't not stay with this team. So, mm-hmm. Dan Quinn, no, not going anywhere. Be enemy. Looks like he's going to be staying in misery, I mean, <clears throat> Kansas City. I think, honestly,
1: like I, like I said, people want to say, well, why the hell is he not getting a job? I think there's a good shot, honestly. He, he's really a head coach. He's got a handshake with Andy Reid. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like that's what everyone thought Josh and Josh had with, with Bill. But, I mean, uh, it looks like the enemy has that with Reid. Oh, Either that or he is a gosh. god-awful interviewer. Joshy Josh Well he might be I mean honestly He he had
0: fucking problems When he was in Colorado He was in trouble a lot And he didn't have The greatest NFL career Because he was in trouble a lot Mm -hmm. That's the We can look at it With rose tinted glasses And CU likes to brag about it Being a national championship As a share of a national championship It still Um, is a national championship (laughs) Um no, I I agree with you. I think that he's staying in Kansas City because Andy Reid has told him you're gonna have You're gonna the have keys to job the job in this City the if team, you want. Yeah. Um, the Giants uh, they I poached Brian Dable from Western New York. So he and the GM, from, the assistant yeah.
1: GM from the Bills. They they, they said, let's, go re, let's, let's try to recreate what the Bills did. And I, I have bad news for you. Daniel Jones is not Josh
0: Allen. <laughs> I, I think first order of business for Brian Dable is getting a quarterback. It ain't going to be – he's not coming it's, in it's, thinking it's, that yeah, Daniel Jones is his quarterback. It's the, the Russell
1: Wilson. It's the it's maybe the Jimmy G's. I don't know. Maybe the Matt Corrells, Ma- honestly. Maybe the Matt Correll's if you're willing to wait on him, I guess. For a year But When you bring in A young
0: offensive minded Head coach What's the easiest What are the Broncos doing They picked up McDaniels The first time Drafted Tebow So There's something to be Like that's The NFL is a Is a creature That repeats itself often And That's what we're seeing With I think With Dable Going to the Giants Is the Bears They went from Offensive coach To defensive coach They hired Matt Eberfluss Who was the um, defensive coordinator In Indianapolis Which was
1: honestly A huge shock Huge shock because when when the news came out that that the bron because the Broncos was the first domino they mm-hmm. they said they want to go they got Hackick, they got their guy in Hackick. the Bears almost two hours later said well we got Iberflus. and everyone was like uh, who I didn't even know that he was like he, no one even knew he's a we candidate. want Iberflus. bless you like like he he was a good coach in Indy that defense is solid don't the get me wrong is really good the defense is very solid. But you were hearing names like Flores really wanted the the, the Chicago job. Jim Caldwell really and Justin Fields they really, really want to pair that up. They, there's a lot of names out there. Whether I mean Dan Quinn also with that great defense. You're bringing a guy that's young. I mean I don't I don't hate it. You got a new you got a new GM and Brian Pace or not Ryan Pace? That's the that old the guy's old gun. I don't know who the guy's. He's, was another, a fam- he's a, fam- a former former it, player. It's
0: another GM that starts with Ryan because uh, I was listening to Barstool. And it they went from a Matt and Ryan head coach GM uh, tandem to a Matt and Ryan, Ryan head yeah. coach GM tandem. I think Iberflus, as long as he, because remember,
1: it's it seems like a long time
0: ago. Matt Nagy's first season, he took the Bears and
1: Mitchell Trubisky, and, yeah, won the North, the went to the playoffs. And if it wasn't for releasing Robbie Gold the previous season, they might have they might have. As long as if he doesn't go crazy it, after
0: Double Doink. And he made it to the playoffs again with Mitchell Trubisky after that. Matt Nagy doesn't go crazy and absolutely lose his shit after those two situations. That was a good sit- They Very were moving in the right direction. Yeah. And that was with what everybody said wasn't the quarterback of the future, and they didn't really have an offense. Like Matt Nagy was an offensive coordinator at one point. But I think the biggest thing for the Bears is what they did at offensive coordinator. They went out and got Luke Getze, who was, who was interviewed for a few of the well, head coaching positions. a
1: huge surprise he didn't stay. Yeah. And Green Bay. Because one hacker left. Everyone was like, that's the new. Like, how how would you not? Why would you not try to rehire your quarterback coach that everybody wanted?
0: Yeah. It was was an interesting thought at one point. It's honestly, the Broncos did interview a few people for their head coaching, quote-unquote, position that were really just offensive and defensive coordinator interviews. I think we're about to start seeing it. Unless Gerard Mayo does somehow wow somebody and get the head coaching job that he interviewed for. I don't think he had that. I don't think he, he's going to be a, a coordinator somewhere else because he's just going from a linebacker to I coach.
1: want I want to talk about one more uh, coaching hire from the Bears, or not from the Bears, that the Packers did, that, that involves the Bears if you didn't see this. Dick is his nephew, Luke Buckus, is now the new offensive line coach for the Packers. Yeah. Did you see Dick Buckus's tweet? no shout out to my nephew luke the new o-line coach for the packers for the packers so great to see you moving up with an expansion team <laughs> the dick because Dick buck is in the back I mean, it, for those who, he's yeah, diehard bear die diehard bear fan right yeah. there the bear bear guy bear down right there and he yeah i thought that was hilarious child dick buck is making relevance so you,
0: you will never see that man <laughs> I get shit for being that that petty and that pride, yeah. loyal to, to the team that I pay, played for in my own life. And seeing a guy that's that old and, like, has nothing, there's no reason that he needs to say that. He's shitting on his nephew in his biggest moment of his life his career, so far. Yeah. Oh, congratulations, but also fuck you. But congratulations. You're on the Green Bay, but fuck you. But I don't like All you. bears. You're out of the will. Um but you're playing for the pack, or you're but coaching for the Packers. So always fuck the Packers, Gold Bears, one. right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Um, and you mentioned McDaniels,
1: hired by the Raiders. To, this is uh, the, let's see, Shanahan's first one, because people forget Shanahan, before he got the Broncos head coaching job, was an assistant on the Broncos job. Raiders hired him, and then the Broncos picked him up. There's one, Dennis Kelly, number two, Jack Del Rio, Three and now Josh McDaniels four. All the Raiders want to do is just try to pick up what the Broncos had because they all just picking up off the scraps, just picking up the little dumplings. We're leaving them a the little deer droppings because right now, first of all, that team didn't want McDaniels. Your team did not want McDaniels. Your team wanted a coach that stuck with your side through and throughout. Basaccia. And you bring in this guy that is his ego to twice the size as anybody. And you think he's going to come in Do and not want to run the show? Yeah. Are you kidding me? And I get to see this motherfucker twice a year? Oh, I can't wait. This is like Mellow 2.0 when Mellow was playing in Portland. I get to see this guy four times a year. Now I get to see Josh McDaniels play every single year in Denver. And I get to bull him cuz we sit on the opposing sideline i cannot wait cuz that dude got oh, my god the worst coaching hire oh one of the worst coaching hires in Broncos history by well, far away but man I, for the, for by the way for the listeners
0: right now or viewers or uh, anything like that people who don't understand Josh McDaniel's used to be the head coach of the Denver Broncos there's listeners who yeah, don't understand don't, that. don't know that like they only think that his experience with the head coaching position was when he came and went with the Colts. No, he was the quarterback, by the way.
1: He's the co- coach, or the coach. He's the coach that was the reason Tim Tebow was in the NFL. Yes, he was the coach that drafted Demarius Thomas and Tim Tebow and those guys, and, and he didn't win his playoff game, got fired midway through the year. But He's the guy that traded Jay Cutler for Kyle Orton. <laughs>
0: Oh, Didn't trade him for Kyle Orton, but, but traded him so that Kyle. Orton oh no, he could be did trade starter. him for
1: Kyle Orton. That was part of the deal. We did get Orton back in that deal. <laughs> so I was
0: trying to help him out. I, though,
1: but... No, we're not helping him, okay. Josh Al. Okay. Because there's a reason why he hasn't been a coach, a head coach, in ten years. And, and people want to say, well, he's trying to be the New England guy. But why the hell did he take this job?
0: Robert Kraft did
1: not want that. No, guy he, as he did head not coach. want him as the head coach. Hell no. Me? Hell and, no. And, and McDaniel's is too too. Like I said, maybe the Raiders is perfect for him. The guy's in Vegas. He can do whatever the hell he wants. He has a GM that he's butt buddies with. And Dave Ziegler now, who is also from New England. So maybe it's perfect for him. But no. I'd, Joshy. I'd, oh, I, it's it's a hot. The Raiders. Do return of the Mech. The Raiders are the one team in in football – actually, maybe two teams in football history that try to just home run swing on every coach hire. It's them and the Cowboys. They don't care what kind of pass they got. They don't care what's going on. They're personalized. If you have some sort of winning record and you are a big name that brings butts in the seats – Good old Davis family is going to get your ass on the the field for Coach the the Raiders. They were not about to have a special teams coordinator who is the greatest story coaching story in football come out there and stay with you.
0: (laughs) When are these owners going to realize that their sons probably aren't the people... That it, no. everybody wants it to be like a uh, a Billy Madison type type story mm-hmm. where they figure it out when they get handed the keys to the entire franchise. That doesn't happen a lot. Nope. I can't I can't I can talk about how bad Mike Brown is, but I can't really because they are going to the Super Bowl. Um, it's it's insane. The Al Davis. Is on the fucking Mount Rushmore of NFL history Absolutely. There is not NFL football today yeah, Without exactly. Al Davis
1: 100%. And Mark Davis is just so incompetent Like so bad At I'm, I'm gl- everything that he does I'm, I'm glad the Broncos didn't have 20 years of Al Davis Because we almost barely had that With the next bowling. We almost had that, so at least we're moving on and looking at what the Raiders are doing. With Mark Davis saying, "Yeah, let's find someone else."
0: We were uh, the only reason that didn't happen is because he got himself in trouble. Yeah, I True. that was the unfortunate the unfortunate part about this whole ownership situation with the Broncos is that the air, dirty laundry is starting to be aired out. Bolin had a son that he was grooming for the position of owner, and yeah. he had some allegations come up against him. And it was very quickly nixed. He was never going to be the owner of Ugh. the Denver Broncos. Ugh. And Mr. B, his initial plan for the team after he died was taken away from him. And we got the trust
1: that we've been sitting and, and, with. And, with and for his the daughter. Last four years. And, and I know we're going six off, years. We're, we're going off. It's going on. Off. Yeah, we're way off track. We're way here. off track here. But Brittany is a part of one of the ownership group apparently. Which honestly, I don't hate. There's don't. so much that goes I, into y- the the, y- yeah.
0: the decision because the trust has to take the best deal financially mm-hmm. for the family. They don't have to take the best deal. Like if in terms Manning, of the team, yeah. If Peyton Manning's ownership group is going up against an ownership group that has no clue, like, what's football? Yeah, they, like, is like some, made out some, of? some team in, Aus- some in Australia becomes a
1: this yeah, team, Yeah, like,
0: I don't understand what's going on here. They have to if that's a better financial
1: deal, the trust has to take that. The the other step in this is also the fact that the NFL approves of it, which makes it think that it won't be an absolute idiot running the team (laughs) or buying the team. It's also
0: what makes people think that they want a singular owner and they don't want to go with an ownership group. (laughs) We
1: are far past the point of anyone ever singularly singularly buying a franchise a professional sports franchise do you have another percentage of your assets that have
0: to be liquid to be able to buy to be eligible i have no idea i think it's i my mom was saying something shout out mama palato because i know she's listening uh, but I think she was saying like twenty five percent has to be liquid assets to like, be able to buy the team. Yeah, you like you have to be
1: dumb dumb rich to buy football, basketball, baseball, hockey, like any
0: of those sports. Well, I mean you could buy the Orioles for a, a gallon of soda. Uh, a or or
1: I guess the Packers. That's true. Packers for twenty five bucks on a YouTube ad. You and twenty
0: five million other people Shoot. probably.
1: Maybe I'll do that, and then one of the, I'll get in the group chat and say trade Aaron
0: Rodgers. Honestly, you know what we should honestly, do, guys. Honestly, you know what we should do. Nobody's saying it. We should. Jordan trade Aaron Love
1: is the future of this franchise. Trade Aaron Rodgers to Denver. Well, we're gonna get if we get a PO great, box set up, on, we would get so much hate. Honestly, it might be great content for for summer, <laughs> for the off season. Far might be great the content. Comes
0: the far end of the bench, owns the Packers. We should get it. We should set up a PO box, honestly, <sighs> because we get a lot of if people come at us sideways on Twitter. I'm sure. Yeah, Especially because yeah. it's Green Bay, I'm sure we got people in Green Bay just itching to write us a hate letter.
1: Yeah, oh man, I would love to see it sitting man, by the fire. I love all I love all the Aaron Rodgers, the Denver shit, and I would love to start the fire over there in Green Bay.
0: I know you would. And that's why they're probably never going to let it happen. Um, what's, what, what's brewing for you? Because my, what's brewing.
1: That. my, what's brewing is, well, I had one, but we, we, we skipped over bench warmer. So I, I'm going to throw this one in here as, as, as a two, the two parter bench warmer slash my what's brewing. The biggest story of the week that we haven't talked about in an hour and 45 minutes was the Tom Brady retirement slash unretirement was the, what are we doing? Tom Brady saga. The, uh, uh, the, let's jump the gun because let's let's get the news out as quick as possible. Shout out, to Shefty. I love me some Shefty. But but man, <laughs> you jumped the gun, buddy. There's
0: some stories <laughs> going around. There's some theories. Have you heard the theory? Like it was. This was gonna. This was always the plan. And always plan. Told Schefter, yes, you can break the news, but you need to wait. Yeah. <laughs> and then Schefter was like, "Oh no, he's he's just joking." Somebody
1: told somebody to release it, and somebody is gonna be without a job soon. And it's not Shefty. because Shefty I I, I can't think of the guy's name, but there he's was- close. It's something McDonald. I think yeah. is close friends with Brady, and that's the guy who told him it was going to happen. And now these motherfuckers are going to Brady's going to play one more year. He's going to win a, race. a, uh, a bitch. he's A spike. He is a spiteful <laughs> motherfucker. I mean, look, he Tom Brady can't even retire right, unlike Peyton Manning. There was but man. So, I
0: <laughs> there was also something like if he stays under contract for a certain amount of time to a certain date, he gets a bonus. It's built into his contract.
1: Oh, he is so pissed. He's in Cancun right now with his family enjoying Mother it. fucker. He's like, he, his phone's blowing up. Congrats, congrats. It's true. miss you, Tom. If I'm on the roster for two more weeks, I get $3 million. <laughs> he, told, he told everyone, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to make some more money. Let me be. I'm having fun. Be cool. <laughs>
0: be cool. Be cool. And,
1: and and look, we will talk about Tom Brady, like the retirement, when it actually happens. But when it right, comes from his lips. But when it comes from his from right now we're, we're going to meme everything about this because, I mean, all, when when he retired, everyone, Gronk was on the retirement spree. Then everyone was rumoring Gronk to be in the Royal Rumble on Saturday after, after Brady retired. And it was one thing after the other.
0: Steelers I, fans were pissed. Steelers fans did not want Tom Brady to retire in the same year as Big Ben. That was hilarious. They were like, oh, fuck. You you (laughs) just don't know what you're talking about. We're going to go down to Canton right now. We're going to beat the shit out of – It was like Pittsburgh, Chicago. But you get the point. It's a (laughs) three-hour drive from Pittsburgh to Canton. If Big Ben and Tom Brady get voted into the Hall of Fame in the same year, send in the cavalry because we're going to have a lot of fights. We're going to have – Patriots fans are going to get killed by some Steelers fans if that does happen. Dude,
1: Pittsburgh fans are pissed. They were not happy. so pissed. They were like it was like three days after, and this is going to be the one situation that
0: I say I stand with Patriots Nation. You guys, the, the Steelers are a trash organization. Big Ben is a classless player. Um, okay, and that's my. Steelers and, Steelers and I had some week.
1: things to be said when Tom Brady kwonkall was retired. The the oh man Bucks slash Patriots non-Patriots fans plus non-Bucks fans' lives just got so much easier (laughs) because that's a fact. Mm -hmm. And I will say this. If this is the end, the Broncos are one of four teams in in the NFL that don't have a losing record against Tom Brady. Do you know the other three? Let's see if you know the other three.
0: Hmm. I would say
1: the Giants probably. I think the Giants are on that, yes. And There's one team that was in his division the last couple years. Nope. Last couple years. Oh, Buffalo. No, no. New Orleans. Oh, right, right, right. New Orleans. I totally –
0: that totally skipped my mind.
1: Um, New Orleans, I think he has a a winning record against, and I think the other one was like Washington or something weird. Hmm. I don't know. It was was some weird school. Or We're not weird school. We're (laughs) team.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think – well, since you just also did your Benchworm of the Week, and we did skip over that, my Benchworm of the Week is Patrick Mahomes because – he now has to spend the off season with his brother and mm-hmm. his and his fiance, Baby, Dude, mama. if he
1: gets rid of that drama, he's a different player, and things and the Chiefs start becoming likable, <laughs> which never from this side of the couch. You I'm either die so. a
0: hero or live long enough to see yourself see yourself become alone. a villain. True. Villain, and uh, those two were villains from the start, and you're associating yourself with them by choice. Why one by choice, and the other you had. You had no choice, and we all forgive you. But we also don't forgive we you. We don't forgive you. Because yeah. if you weren't so good, we wouldn't have to know the name Jackson Mahomes. Oh, he'd, be be, he'd be playing basketball instead of dancing, shaking oh, his he, ass on TikTok. He
1: was terrible, Mahomes. Really? did you see his high, was,
0: sky, high school video tape? I didn't see the tape. I just heard, oh, I saw the tape. I heard the tape was about terrible. Let's
1: say. Let's just put it this way: your layup lines were better than his.
0: I, now, now I know you're lying. <laughs> That's, I'm just saying. I know you're lying now. <laughs> don't don't fill my head with that kind of hope. Um, that's gonna bring us to the end of what's brewing, and now we get to go to the man of the hour because since uh it's just the Pro Bowl happening this weekend, and we record too early in the week to try and have some of these uh games that go on throughout the week on this. I'm gonna let Nico and Bulla take over for Beats of the Week. Uh, what did did Bulla make up for his one out of three
1: on his parlay? Honestly. I I don't think so honestly. I think he might have missed because I had oh I can't even remember what yeah. And I'm letting you wear
0: the new stripes in this video. Bula. I know
1: I know he he's strong on it. But this this week and the cigar. He's the wearing the, the Bengals jersey quote. and if he wasn't wearing the Bengals jersey, he's be he'd be wearing the jersey I am wearing right now because he's all over Team USA for his Bulas picks this week. He is riding the Olympic wave. So let's let's see what got Bula has. Did spoken he defect with from the ROC? He, <laughs> Yeah, he is the. He's not, he's not best friends with Putin yeah, anymore. He not best friends with Putin anymore. He's an American, American down to the bone. American. So he, he's he's riding the American wave, even though he's not American at all. Which I did not think about at all when I when, when he when I when he told me these picks. So his first one, he's feeling the wave. USA over eight and a half gold medals at minus or at minus 110. Hmm. Eight and a half. You gotta think. Michaela Shriflin gets you maybe one or two. Yeah, Chloe Kim will get you two. You're at four already. <laughs> Just <laughs> Figure skater. Figure skating. Curling. Curling. You can throw a couple of those in there for gold medals, and you can get in there, and then you got a shot. So I like over eight and a half for that. Then he's riding the American the American women to go back-to-back at minus 108, USA Women's Hockey, to win gold. Going back-to-back, like I said, repeating as the 2018 champions, now 22, 2022 champs the odds on favors are canada but we don't we don't we, sense we, we don't bet on the canadians we only bet on team usa and then finally she wants the boys to go back to back she wants the men's curling usa to win gold at plus 1100 the, the mustache the mean green mean machine that is the usa men's curling the most electrifying most electrifying boring sport in the world, curling is back, baby. The and cleanest those, sport of all the time. Cleanest sport of all time, plus eleven hundred odd. And yes, if you want to get frisky, all three of those together plus four three seven two. Those odds, ten bucks wins you four hundred thirty-seven dollars. I think maybe. Yeah. And and, and for 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 betters out there. If you are feeling frisky like this motherfucker did on FanDuel, we don't have a sponsor anymore, so I can say that, did on this week where he bet both championship game scores correctly on a $20 bet that won him $579,000, then get frisky with some of these bets.
0: Uh, Bulla, I'm, uh, I don't know if he's talked to you about this either. I just, I'm curious. Is the does the Russian curling team get the same steroids as all the other Russian athletes? <laughs> I don't or uh, I don't, I don't think do they get a specific <laughs> doping section just for the curlers? I, as well? I,
1: I don't think curling really affects because it's finesse. I mean, Curly. They're definitely on Adderall or something. Yeah, they're focused pills. They're, 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 focus <laughs> they're on the amphetamines
0: <laughs> that Hitler gave the Germans during World War II. We are. Pushing, I can't sleep.
1: We are pushing the limits. Of, I can't sleep. Of, of getting getting fucking killed here on, on by the Russians or the Germans.
0: Well, what is <laughs> well, Germany gonna do? Germany. Germany That's true. Like, Germany almost beat the world twice here. Keyword almost. Almost. All right, uh, let's go ahead and wrap things up here. Episode 76. Bull is going to stick around still, and we got uh, player and play of the week. I'm going to stick I'll, – I'll go ahead and c- throw this out there. My player of the week, uh, I just – I need to, to make sure that we, we have this. Barry Bonds is not in the MLB Hall of Fame. He has now missed his window to be voted in by the Writers Association, all those guys. Here's his career stats up to 1998, which is widely considered the beginning of the steroid era, the summer of 98 – was that year where Sosa and McGuire went head-to-head for the season home run championships. uh, Barry Bonds' career stats, 1,742 games played up until 1998, 6,069 at-bats, 1,750 hits. That's a hit in 29% of all of those at-bats. 374 home runs is 22% of all of those at-bats in that time. They, he also carried a three fourteen batting average for those 12 seasons before the steroid era. When you add in those numbers, he ended 80%, over 80% of his at-bats with a home run or a walk.
1: It's just ridiculous. He's
0: the greatest baseball player of all time.
1: It's, it's, not, it's not even an argument. And and I I honestly had some strong opinions about this. I barely rarely ever have strong opinions about baseball. But here we are with the Baseball Hall of Fame. It is... Well, I heard this really well said by, I forgot who it was. I think it was someone else, too. It might have been Vic Lombardi. Baseball Hall of Fame is the biggest popularity contest in in sports.
0: It's a popularity contest that's decided by people who are pissed off that they were the nerds in fucking high school. Tom Verducci, you can't tell me, didn't wear a headgear and a retainer to his senior prom. Had no date, and now he gets the ultimate say on all of these You can talk shit about the steroids that Clemens and McGuire and Barry Bonds and Sosa all took. They were still... Playing at a very high level
1: when everybody else was taking the same steroids. It, it, when everyone else is doing the exact same thing, and when you just inducted a guy that was tied to all. Look, David Ortiz. No one is doubting David Ortiz deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. There is no doubt that he should have been. I am not disagreeing with that. But the fact that he was tied to it, and these other guys aren't even getting mentioned, and the other guys had a better career. Think about this: the all-time leader in in. A, in and hits the all-time leader in home runs the all-time leader in most cy young awards are all not in the hall of fame roger clemens pete rose and 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 barry bonds pete rose obviously look with how much sports betting has gone on and the fact that he didn't bet on his team technically to lose i mean whether that's true or not who knows like we are past these times and then you throw into the factor, look, whether you agree or disagree with political stances and what Kurt Schilling does, it, it, it does look, the likes of Ty Cobb. Look up what Ty Cobb and how racist he was in his life. And that man is poster boy of all the MLB shows, and he's in every single game, and he's in the Hall of Fame. It does not matter whether you agree or disagree with what Kurt Schilling says. He had a Hall of Fame career
0: we pick and choose what we do and don't accept from different people depending on what team they play, play
1: for exactly
0: and like like for because people you can't tell me Derek Jeter wasn't on some some something wasn't necessarily steroids but everybody is taking something to recover mm-hmm.
1: it's and we are like i said it's it's become a joke. It really has. It's become a joke. Like, look, when you look at the other Hall of Fames, NFL probably is the number one by far and away. Basketball is very interesting because it's a mixture of women's college and all of that together. So it's a little bit different. But baseball, it has become the we don't, we, we put in who we want. We liked you. You were you a nice guy. You pick who's
0: going to be a Hall of Famer based on their career in baseball.
1: It doesn't matter. Guys like, like look, Todd Heldon, like, like, the Todd Helton argument also is very very interesting because people are saying, well, he the cores effect is why he he's not in the Hall of Fame. But then again, when you say that, that means the Rockies will never have a Hall of Fam- another Hall of Famer in their career. That's all you're saying by saying that argument. They're they're illegit- illegitimate arguments based upon a hurt feelings is the reason one of the reasons why one of the voters the mvp voters for football got fired and never gets a vote again because of what he said for aaron Rodgers. because they respect their game they respect their hall of fame they respect their awards they respect what the game is about oh, they don't know just, baseball doesn't do that and, and the absolute joke of what of what they've done this off season, and that there's a good shot. There's no more spring training, which is a goddamn shame because I love spring training, and I know I hate baseball. I really don't like baseball, but I love going to spring training games because it's a two dollar ticket, and you have got nothing else to do in the Arizona heat when you're out there for school. So it's a good time, and and I just it's oh, it's it's crazy to think like I, I can't even who was the who was the old commissioner was it was before me uh.
0: Oh, man, I have no clue.
1: Oh, the guy before. I, Bud Selig. Yep. Bud Selig did the game right. He he did everything the right way. He got the he got the t, the league through the steroid area. Yes, that's a black eye on the sport, but he got him past State that. Say baseball. Say baseball. And you have this guy who calls your trophy a, a piece, piece of metal, is going to basically ruin the start of the season, and, and now you are have a baseball hall of fame that's as big as a joke as this is? It's 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 ruining the game of baseball. There's a reason why, in my opinion, it's it's football, f- football, 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 basketball, hockey, MMA, <laughs> and then baseball. True. And I put maybe golf at some point and there. And soccer. And soccer. Yeah, like it's it's that far down the tone pole at this point.
0: It's it's a, a true statement. Who who's your player of the week?
1: My player of the week is the best player in basketball right now. It's the best player in basketball by far and away. Joel Embiid? Oh, stop, stop, stop. And the clear... Philly fans, I want you to love me. The clear front-runner for MVP. He leads the Nuggets in points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, field goal percentage, time of possession percentage, plus-minus percentage. He is playing without his second and third-best players, and the Nuggets are seven games above 500 knocking on the door for another home seed this man in january 2022 the year of january A month of January. Well, not year of January. Month of January. 26 points per game, 13 rebounds per game, only 9 assists per game, 60, 43, and 88% splits. This man is just doing shit that has never been done in the game of basketball, and people don't acknowledge him as even in the MVP conversation. The bar for Nikola Jokic to win the MVP is so fucking high, because no one really wants Wants him to win it. I could say something really ridiculous, but I'm not going to. Wants him to win it because of the European freaking standpoint on him. But, man, it's – and, and B doesn't have to do shit for it. The dude doesn't play half the games, and his team beats teams like the Memphis Grizzlies without him even playing on the floor and fucking beats them. The, In the, overtime, too. It's – I no. It, there's a clear front runner for MVP. I don't know what the odds are on him for the MVP, but I'm going to take it. I guarantee it.
0: Yeah. Um no I I obviously meant that in jest. Joel Embiid is not the best player in the game. I understand that, but I uh, getting the notifications, especially when you start going after Sixers fan, that's fun for me. It, yeah. it makes for an entertaining <laughs> I, I don't
1: have uh, Twitter notifications anymore because our Twitter has been blown up late recently. Shout out our uh, FUTB pod Twitter. So I don't have notifications on anymore, so I had to keep checking it back and forth. But, man, some people are just idiotic. The, 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 the notion that he doesn't play defense anymore, three game-winning blocks this year. Oh, I, is, uh, you're telling me that I can trust a list with Steph Curry as the fifth-best defender in the league? He doesn't play defense. Well, bridger your stats. I'm giving you stats. After stat after stat, oh well, Joel Embiid is putting up numbers. Will Chamberlain did? Nikola Jokic is putting up numbers. Will Chamberlain did, and no one else in NB history has done. Yeah, Nikola Jokic is, is is the league. He is he is he is doubling the total amount of double doubles slash triple doubles in the league right now over everyone else in the league. It is outlandish what this team is doing, what he's been doing night in and night out, and I'm just blessed to say that I get to watch him every other day.
0: All right, uh, I'll let you continue on. Play of the week. What do you it, got? It's
1: shooter. I didn't have a whole lot. It's shooter because did you know that Shooter McPherson right now has the most points scored in an NFL playoff, um, not history, but but uh, uh, or not or maybe it's history. It NFL is. playoff history yeah. up to going up to a Super Bowl. Only player in NFL history to get to 40 points. He's at 40. And I listen obviously. I listen to Pat McAfee show every single week. But he was on the show last week and was saying, he because he because he, he asked him about the ball Pat McAfee has on his stand, and that Vinatieri ball has all of his records. One of the records on there is the most amount of field goals in one postseason, mm-hmm. which I think is twelve. And he's he I think he's at nine right now. Yep. So he's got a shot. He's got a shot. And honestly, I, I would love to see. I mean, if he gets a lot of field goals, and that would kind of be a boring game, but I wouldn't mind it. <laughs>
0: he's had a lot of field goals so far, and I wouldn't say any of the Bengals' playoff games have been boring.
1: No, no, that's so, true. That's true. Very uh, true.
0: He's Yeah, Shooter is – is. <laughs> I didn't like drafting a kicker. But <laughs> now you do. <laughs> it's a hell of an insurance policy when you do draft a kicker because you know, I don't got to worry. It's kind of like when the Ravens have Justin Tucker. It's like, oh, great. It's nice. It's super nice. You don't uh, ever have to, to worry the about, about that. Championship today.
1: You don't have to ever win it, worry about that. It's that thing you're like,
0: oh, shoot. People won't even ice him anymore. People um, don't
1: even try to ice I him. I was like, all right, shooter, come on in. All right, boys, pack your stuff up. We're going home. We're going to the Super Bowl. Come on now. You guys I don't sure even have to see the ball go through the uprights. You guys
0: sure you want to rush this or you want to just shake hands now? I mean, you- yeah. We could just put the points on the board. My play of the week: Eli Apple stopping Tyree Kill on the five-yard line to hold that 11-point lead before halftime. We both mentioned it. That was one of the turning. It's the initial turning point of the game, and it's really what the turning point of the game. There was a couple of third-down scrambles that Burrow had in the fourth quarter where you. I think you got to put some really big importance on those. But this, if that they score any kind of points there. The Chiefs have the momentum going into halftime. They have the confidence coming out of it. They get the ball back to begin with, and who knows what happens. But Mm -hmm. the Bengals weathered the storm. They did what they needed to do. Eli Apple, with as much shit as, talk, as he's talking on Twitter, which I love because all of these guys on the Bengals, other than, like, three or four, were discarded from their fan bases and told that they could never play football again. And I just love that they could look at
1: everybody else in the eye and go, hey,
0: I'm in the fucking Super Bowl,
1: so I don't yeah, care. Yeah, uh, I, just, I just don't like Eli Apple. He just got to – all I'm saying is when you face Cooper Cup, if you face – the likes I'm I won't say OBJ but if you face Cooper Cup one on one you better pray for that man.
0: Oh nobody's I don't think anybody got we don't have anybody who can cover Cooper Cup one on one. You better not h- you, that. Jesse
1: Bates is better going to be helping over the top like a motherfucker over over. Jesse Bates Cooper is playing Cup. like a He's man he playing like an animal. He's
0: responsible alone. You better for two sign of the him. That's three.
1: all I'm gonna say. You better sign him. You not You're preaching <laughs> to the choir. <laughs> you don't sign him. That's the biggest mistake this franchise ever made. Preaching to the
0: choir. <laughs> Honorable mention: B.J. Hill's interception of in Mahomes because uh, a dick
1: boy. Interception. I always love that. Always
0: love the thick boy interceptions. And we traded our first round pick from two years ago, Billy Price, for BJ Hill. And that worked out perfectly.
1: Yeah. Perfectly, perfectly, perfectly. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, we're still on that.
0: All right. Uh, that's going to bring us to the end of this episode of the, po- uh, of the Far End of the Bench podcast, episode 76 with Jimmy Palato and Nico Bryant. Like Nico said, our social media has been blowing up, our Twitter and our Instagram, at F-E-O-T-B pod, TikTok as well. I've been posting a lot of, of a lot of videos, especially the reactions and stuff on TikTok, so follow at F-E-O-T-B pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Far, our, the far End of the Bench the far end of the bench on YouTube subscribe ring the notification bell leave a like a comment all that good stuff we will go back and forth with everybody bring your stats like Nico was just saying bring your stats so that we know you know what you're talking about but we'll love we love debating everybody so far and we love all the bench warmers who uh, listen watch every week be sure to tell your friends uh, new episodes every single Wednesday at 11 a.m. Mountain Standard Time uh, we also like we keep saying we got a lot of things behind the scenes working and hopefully we're going to start being able to share those with you but so far we're enjoying the playoff run it's been wild to have a team in it this far. First time in podcast history and in we go 76 episodes down so far.
1: Uh, we finally have a team that's in the, that's in a big game. I mean we've had te- we've had teams in the playoffs obviously but not in the game. Oh, this is
0: all gravy. I'm going to be a nightmare during the NHL playoffs especially if the Avalanche keep this up. But so far, I'm I'm just I'm enjoying life. I'm uh, just living the high life. Before
1: right we now. end, I do want to know this question. What would you rather have? Bengals or Avs? championship? Bengals. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's honestly fair. I'm not I don't ha- I don't I don't, know, I don't hate you. you for that. No, I know. That's honestly fair cuz the amount of turmoil that you fucking been through with that shit organization. You've as, been around everybody as, who's yeah. given
0: me all kinds of the shit. As, the the
1: owls have had some success. I I I I just thought about the question so I had to throw that out there. And I don't I don't It's like asking me to pick between
0: kids. Yeah. I like both, but uh yeah, I've and when the Bengals,
1: if the Bengals lose, and you'll be saying, I always wanted the Avs to win. It was always Avs forever. No, 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 no. <laughs> the
0: amount of investment that I've put into the Bengals and explaining to everybody why I'm a Bengals fan for all of, the, mm-hmm. all of these years, a Bengals Super Bowl would be the vindication that I That's need um, for all of that kind of stuff. Anyways... Enjoy the rest of your sports week, everybody. Be sure to listen to Bola's picks. We'll be back next week with a full preview for the Super Bowl, but so far, hopefully you guys enjoyed the Conference Championship Sunday recap, episode 76 of the Far Under the Bench podcast. For myself, Jimmy Pilato, my co-host, Nico Bryant, Bola giving us his picks, Bree behind the camera, everybody, be sure to tune in next week. We will see you guys down the road. Peace!
1: This is the blues I'm playing. Yes, it's a final thing, when the night is cold and lonely.
0: This is a dollar bill.
1: Was it the money that made me a savage? Popping them person I made oh. it to heaven. Toting them pistols and serving them edits. Oh. That was exciting to me.